Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Everybody, and, oh, there's a loop. The loop is on. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ring Post Radio. I'm Sleepy BP Ryan. I'm so tired because we watched a show that went till two in the morning, but it was great wrestling. I'm glad I watched it. I'm Ryan Eitzy. With me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing today? You're still on mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot start to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm see. This is the funny thing, right? I'm not as tired because this is a reality that I live on a weekly basis. Yeah. Ryan, on the other hand, this I'm guy sleepy. was ready to. This guy was ready to cancel the show. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I messaged you, can we push it back an hour? You ignore me on Slack and continue to tweet. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Slack doesn't give notifications after a certain time. So I figured you were out like a light. And I was like, all right, I'll just check in the morning, see how he's feeling. I was like, in my head, I was like, he's just going to watch the last two matches in the morning because that's what he usually does when he's behind on stuff. And, uh, I was wrong, I guess. Uh, but look at us. Look at us. What? We're here. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. What it's fully fine. happened was it was one in the morning. I realized it was one in the morning, and it was the semi-main event, I believe, it happening oh, at that time. Said... And I was just like, well, I'm locked in. <laughs> I got to stay up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great. It was a really good show. So it's Oh, yeah. It was like, like I gave like three, four-plus star matches in a row. <laughs> it's not like you stayed up for something bad. Right. Exactly. Uh, and we'll get to TNA hard to kill in a moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Today's snake eyes looks better for uh, the world. <laughs> uh, that I agree with. Uh, um, yeah, uh, we got a, a not really massive show, but we got a solid show for y'all. I think we got a you course... telling me TNA isn't massive. <laughs> I thought you were start... talking nonstop Ryan. Yeah, well, this year we'll find out if I'm totally hey, honest hey, with Ryan. Hey, do you know who was at TNA? Um, Money. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot that. Was <laughs> I know you did. That's why I had to do it. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a show, folks. This will be a show for the ages. This is for the die. This is an episode for the diehard fans of Ring Post Radio. That love it when we get a little loosey goosey. Which them. reminds me, Sammy Guevara. Sorry. 
That's an old one. That's a very old one. You know that you know that you know that um that Kermit the Frog meme where it's just Kermit the Frog, like the like a puppet of Kermit the Frog falling out of a out of a building. That's Sammy Guevara last night. (laughs) Oh boy. I didn't watch Collision, so I have no idea what that means, which makes it ten times funnier. Uh, it's exactly what happened. <laughs> it's not even what oh, it okay. means. It's it's it is the text. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's funny. Our... I didn't see a single tweet about battle on the belts. I'm color me shocked. I will say, uh, I'm gonna guess that not many people were tweeting about it because everyone was uh, high on their own on TNA total nonstop argument. action. Of course. Um, TNA, TNA, TNA. Sorry. That being said. Uh, I did see some people tweeting about it, and everyone shared the same thought with me that the street fight, the uh, tag tile street fight, was actually really good. <laughs> so oh, that good. is so, that's the, uh, the one match I plan to watch from that show. I will still watch. Preston Vance was fine. <laughs> beyond that, I guess. Uh, Are you all telling it. me? Excuse me, I'm waiting for the Anna J praise. Well, Anna J wasn't fine. <laughs> Anna J was her usual Anna J self. Damn. So that's as that's as much her as gear. That was pretty good. What's that? I saw her gear. That's about all I saw about Anna J last night. I thought it looked good. I saw someone tweeting out. Uh, I don't know when they tweeted out, but I saw the tweet this morning about how someone pitched the idea of Anna J uh, also going on excursion. Uh, no! 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 Joining Club no, Venus. No! No! No, she she could she could use a stardom excursion. Let's be honest, though. No, but I can't. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, nice, nice girl, nice girl. You know, I'm sure she's I'm sure she's all nice girl. Uh, cry me a river, stuff like that. But you know, like no, <laughs> you could do. No, you're no, like no, I'm no. fine. I'm good. I'm as the kids say, Gooch. Uh, we have a show to do, don't we? I think no. we're. This is the show, right? This is this is what we're doing. I don't listen. I don't know if people just like our <laughs> banter more than the actual stuff we talk about on the show. But why are you laughing? I know it wasn't on purpose, but you just being like, I don't listen. <laughs> like, well, I, that's true. I do not listen because I'm the one talking. And if you think I listen to myself back, you're nuts. Uh, I say some things on here that I probably never want to remind myself of. <laughs> sure. Uh, what were you going to say before I interrupted with my laughter? Money. Ring Post oh. Radio. Let's get <laughs> into it. Uh, New Japan Battle in the Valley review. We're going to talk about it. The show that went till two in the morning. We're going to talk about it. Wait a uh, minute. You're going to have that go before TNA? A hundred percent. Because T- New Japan Battle in the Valley brother? was great. A great yeah. show. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna end the show on a okay. Uh, well, yeah, well, uh, we got TNA Hard to Kill. I mean, we can open up TNA Hard to Kill if you so choose. Uh, we also going to review or preview New Japan's New Beginning Nagoya. And, of course, we got uh, some contract news and info uh, that's come out in the past week as well. Um, but, I mean, some of that contract news even then got uh, revealed, I guess you could say, on, well, I don't know about these very both shows, at least if one show. Um, and we'll get to all that i mean where do you want to start do you want to start with tna hard to kill or do you want to start with new japan battle we can start with new japan we can start on a hot note all right let's start off with the hot note new japan battle in the valley from san jose california um i honestly this was top to bottom i thought 
I thought it was a really great show. There was some, there was a beginning stretch here, a little bit in the beginning where I was like, all right, we're still good, but I'm, I'm slowing down a little bit. But I picked up at the end, and at the very at least, newsworthy. A lot of, a lot of different news items coming out of the show uh, that I found very intriguing. Um, what did you think about the overall show last night, Scotty? Uh, I ended up thinking it was really good. Here, Here's what my biggest takeaway actually for the show was. I thought it was a very easy show to watch. Like, I saw someone tweet this. It didn't feel like a three and a half hour show. Now, for you, it might have because you were probably exhausted by the end of it just because of natural feeling. But as someone that doesn't get tired at, you know, 2 a.m. because I'm a psycho, um, I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it checked all the boxes of kind of what you are looking for on these New Japan Strong shows. Back to back years, I think I feel like Battle in the Valley has delivered. This year being the better year, top to bottom. Even though last year obviously had the you know the big 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 match that was probably bigger than anything on this, just because of the uh, debut of Mercedes Monet. Uh, but I just think um, this was a home run, and it definitely has me excited for Windy City Riot, which is next up in April. Yeah, Windy City Riot immediately coming out of the show, I was like, all right, baby, let's get into it. I got I got two matches I can sink my, my little notchers into, which, of course, are teeth. Um, yeah, I was very excited about walking away from this and i think that you know i i I jokingly am complaining about the idea of like oh i had to stay up to two in the morning because i'm an east coast boy um but like i i think like the energy and excitement that i was gathering from the show is what kept me alive and kept me going i was into the show the entire time you know like you said i may be sleeping or whatnot but ultimately like never lost you no, never lost me. Never made you go to bed. <laughs> never made me. Oh my god! Yeah, if, if there was a, mo- if the ending of the show, which I never really thought the ending of the show was going to give that to me, but if the ending of the show was anything like Hard to Kill, which we'll get to, uh, I the ending of Hard to Kill was the only. Uh, nah. Well, I wouldn't say the ending of Hard to Kill. I would say the last like minute of Hard to Kill. I would argue that's the ending. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Either way, uh, it's it's. You know, New Japan just puts on good shows, and uh, they had a great crowd here in attendance. They announced an attendance of 2,100, 2,147 was the attendance. What's that? Yeah, sold out in the San Jose Civic Center, Um, which is also a fascinating number as well because, uh, not to get too much in the weeds of the business of it all, but like, it's kind of similar. Yeah, I thought the same thing. That's similar attendance that, uh, you know, a certain uh, number two promotion has done every once in a while recently. So, you know, I don't know. know. It's an interesting one. I always made the argument that if new Japan ran this the right way, uh, they would easily be the number three promotion in this country. Um, Obviously they're not running weekly, but okay. Say TNA does 500 for their tapings most of the time. Sure. Well, Okay, 500 for their tapings once a month compared to 2,000 plus every other month for Strong. It's like, just, yeah, I'll just, take that. And just for comparison's sake, uh, according to Cage Match, TNA hard to kill, 1,600. Yeah, no, t- uh, TNA did a great job to start. Looks like they're doing a good job for TV. But I'm just saying, like, I think I think people are very, very much back into New Japan right now. Um and with Windy City Ride, it feels like kind of their 
way to hit a home run to really kick off this year. At least that's what I'm thinking, and it looks like so far, but we will get to that as we go through this show. Well, let's get into the show, of course. Uh, how much of the, yeah. did, he, did we talk about the kickoff at all? Did you watch any of the kickoff? I watched actually the one Stephanie Vaquer match. Of course you uh, did. Of course you did. Everyone wants to watch Stephanie Vaquer, baby. This yeah. is the year of Stephanie Vaquer. I'm going to say it right now. She's the year be the of new Stephanie Vaquer? That kind of rhymes. She's going to be the New Japan Strong Women's Champion. Well, she did win the match to become the number one contender. So I'm uh, having her beat Julia for the belt. Yeah, I think that's I think that's completely fair. It's just a, it's a matter of when at this point. Uh, and by uh, when, I mean in the next month. <laughs> so. uh, I, I actually do think that Julia stretches it out to Windy City, right? Well, Windy City is what, April? Yeah, it's the beginning of April. Yeah, I guess. And I, yeah. I highly doubt Julia is missing the Stardom US show the week before. That's true. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. Yeah, uh, so. it, it's just. It's just. The, all the contract news just feels like Julia's out. Like any. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But until I see her leave, which I do That's believe fair. she's leaving. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like, but like, with it being like, oh yeah, she wants to study English for half the year. I'm like, so she's not leaving immediately. She can wait a month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I can. I get what you're saying. I completely understand. What and you're they saying. have the big uh, stardom show at the end of the month, so it's like I feel like that would be a perfect way for her to, you know. Say goodbye. I agree, and I guess we'll we'll find out expe- uh, specifically what's going on there. But, but the, Vaquer's year, Vaquer, the Vaquer, the year Vaquer. Uh, he would be the perfect strong champion. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. All right, I'm the, hearing you. She can not only wrestle stardom wrestlers when they come over, but she can also just wrestle like anyone else in the in the country, right? Yeah. And CMLL luchadoras like. I don't know. I just think it's the perfect scenario where we get a little bit of everything with her leading the way. Like, it's very apparent New Japan likes her. She's been booked on every single show since, like... Since I she came what, in. <laughs> yeah, since the first one she did. I don't remember what, what it was. Um, but they clearly like her, and for good reason. So I'm kind of excited to see uh, her as champion because I do think that's why they gave her the title shot so quickly after the IWGP title shot. I think they saw that performance against Mayu and they said, yeah, this is, this is the one we want with that title. And uh, I think it's the right choice. I think Rocky is the one probably calling the shots on that belt. I uh, probably agree. (laughs) So it makes sense unless it's not in the States. um, Then, you know, I'm sure Rossi's had to make some calls because I don't think Rocky Romero's, Book in Risa Sarah, but I digress. Um, but that was for the kickoff. The proper show kicked off uh, with a six-man tag team match that uh, I would say really set the show off of a good start. Fred Rosser, Jacob Fatu, and Shota Umino defeat the team of Team Filthy, Jorel Nelson, Royce Isaacs, and Tom Lawler. Uh, post-match, you get the end of the feud. Tom, L- Seemingly the end of the feud. Tom Lawler and Fred Rosser shaking hands out of respect. Uh, a few that has gone on in New Japan Strong since, the, I mean, l- late the pandemic, beginning. maybe? <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, basically the beginning of New Japan Strong. Uh, basically, at this point, maybe a three-year feud. So what do you think about this match that opened up the show? 
I walked away. I was like, all right, winner, winner showed a Fatu and roster challenger for the never open weights. Uh, I think this is the team, baby. Um, I, I love, I love this match. It was so much fun to kick off the show. Like, it's not like anything that you're going to write home, like match of the year or anything, obviously, but this is what a opener should be. Crowd lost their minds for Jacob Fatu lost their minds. He didn't, he didn't even like do much. He tagged him once did a little flurry and then got out. And I was like, it was perfect. It was perfect. Shota gets the big win. Obviously, we we know why. Not only because he's the he's the new Japan guy here, like that they're building up, but you know, post match. Um, and Rosser and Waller, I'm having them challenge for the strong open weight tag belts. Ooh, by the end of the tag team, maybe. Yeah, I kind of like that idea because listen, the reality is these two are not getting the opportunities I think that they earn during the pandemic. Uh, really any of the strong, those kind of strong no, wrestlers no. are not really getting um, the big And I like Team Filthy. I do. Yeah. I really like Team Filthy. But I like the intrigue of Rosser and Lawler together. I think their respect for one another and kind of trying to chase those strong tag belts that aren't morphing with the regular belts. Um, yeah. I think that would be a fun match for them. So I'm hoping that's the goal here. Uh, but all in all, this is what you want out of an opener. Like uh, Mac said on Twitter, watching the show, appreciate the shout out, Mac. Uh, I like Jacob Fatu as an uh, as a major leaguer for life, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jacob Fatu, I've been saying for years, needs to get out yeah. of uh, uh, MLW and showcase himself on a bigger stage because when the moment he does, like like he did last night, the moment he did. Uh, it was like, all right, this is that guy. Let's let's. I you you sent a Slack message of like, I would pay actual money to get Jacob Fatu in New Japan, and I get it. It might be uh, legally, uh, allegedly, apparently there's a legal issue there uh, with Jacob Fatu. But hey, man, once we figure this stuff out, send this guy to New Japan. This guy belongs in this thing. I'd yeah. pay cold hard cash to get him in a G one. Oh, it'd be so good. Him and yeah. Ishii, just like Ishii would. That's not the first stuff. person I thought of, but yeah, sure. I know. I, it's never the first person. I mean, but who would work best if Jacob Fatu? Shingo! It's always Shingo. Yeah, Shingo would be great. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Shingo is always great. Um, oh, man. Shing, Shingo. Instead of Shingo versus Tamatonga for 20 minutes, we can get Jacob Fatu versus Shingo for like 10 minutes. It's going to be incredible. I like well. I mean, it's going to be a great match because of who it is. But Kazuchi Okada legitimately would be really good simply yeah, because he's really good against the monsters. He's really good against the monsters, and also he's really good against high flyers. I was really <laughs> hoping of, you just. I was and, really hoping you just said, and he's really good. <laughs> and, and he's also and number three. He's Hot good at wrestling. Um, yeah, like Okada versus a high flying heavy like Jacob Fatu. I can only imagine would work really well. Um, so God, please get him into this company. Um, but I get it. Well, we'll see what happens. And then well, more post-match. I, I just didn't even say the other post-match. I forgot about it for a moment, but it happened here. Other post-match, which is the big news item that really jumped the show and really made, I think, eyes all go towards New Japan down the valley, is while Shota Umino is doing his thing, giving out bracelets like he's a Taylor Swift fan great, of the concert. Great fan. Great, uh, great, great, great fan favorite. Kid. He made a kid's life. Uh-huh. Uh, saying hi, taking pictures and whatnot, gets attacked by a man in a bushy mask. A young lion tries to stop him. I think an actual security guard tries to stop him until the young lion. Who was like, your first thought? 
who was my first thought? I had no yeah. idea. Simply, okay. n- simply no clue. I, was, I, I knew I knew it wasn't Ren Narita, obviously. I was like, they didn't and fly I knew it was, and guy. I knew it wasn't Bushi. We I was all like, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't fly this poor uh, guy out there just to attack and not put him on the show. Um, I mean, I would have. I mean, I would have loved if they did that because that would be like such commitment to the bit. Yeah. But uh, I, no way it was Ren Narita. Of course not Bushi. It never is Bushi. I fully had no idea. I mean, because Ren Narita makes sense. You know what I mean? Like simply because they're feuding. Yeah, but can you t- just think about that booking? Hey, uh, Bushi, can we get one of your masks again? And he's probably like, "Man, yeah, here." <laughs> I just, I mean, I have to assume it's just the same one that Chris Jericho had. Uh, he was just like, "Hey, Jericho, can I borrow your Bushi mask?" <laughs> um, I, I have to look that up to see if that even is the case. And of course, when I type in Chris Jericho Bushi, nothing comes up. Great, Crime I love River. it uh well speaking of crimea river the guy that actually was underneath the mask was jungle boy jack perry with a full-on beard out of control beard here um mouth something off uh you know attack should umino lays him out mouth something off into the camera we lost the audio of course because the audio is never really great for these shows but that's beside the point um ultimately he goes into the ring pulls out uh his his AEW contract rips it up in the ring uh takes out an armband that says scapegoat puts that on uh and then leaves uh never to be seen again so <laughs> whoa <laughs> what is this what am i looking up <laughs> tarzan with a beard he just popped tarzan <laughs> with a beard on the screen out of nowhere and hey that's jungle boy jack perry but i've never seen one you know what's uh, sorry, funny? Not Jungle Boy, Scapegoat Jack Scapegoat Perry. Scapegoat Jack Perry. You know, so you know what's funny how this went for me? I was like, sure. oh, I like this. I like the beard. I think the beard looks good. It's something different. You know, he could kind of get away from AEW where, you know, there's some negativity right now for him overall before the CM Punk stuff. Um, and, you know, he could go on a little excursion. And then he pulled out the Scapegoat thing. I was like, oh, no, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, nope, I hate it instantly instantly the moment i saw that bit i literally tweeted something i was like oh this is this is good i hope this works out for him and then literally saw that i was like i really don't care this actually sucks i just like the beard it was just a weird thing to do the armband i I I thought everything until the armband was good it the armband was a hat on a hat if i had to use screen yeah there we go it was just like hat on a hat he loves the hat on a hat it was just a little it was just like we don't have this is unnecessary we get the idea of what's happening yeah Um, and like he just stood there for a while so the crowd like lost the heat with him they're like all right get out (laughs) but beyond that i mean jack perry i was legitimately shocked to see jack Mm. perry show up here uh could not believe that i actually shaved his head or something but it's fine I'll, it's fine i'll take it um and uh, yeah i mean obviously i you and i i don't think i don't think this is a shoot contract rip up i don't think that's how contracts work oh you don't um, you, you don't think he was like oh man i want to go to new japan i'm done with AEW. He'd go to WWE. Actually, no, he wasn't. CM Punk's there. Never mind. Yeah, I was about to say. CM Punk's there. He's not going to <laughs> CM Punk was there. Um, you know, I, I think at best this is a... It's some sort of New Japan excursion. Will he actually be in Japan? I guess that's the question. Oh, that's uh, my problem. I, at best, I think maybe Windy City Riot will get a Jack Perry versus Shota Umino match. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think is your problem? Uh, I don't think that my problem. I know this is my problem. Uh, shout out Dylan, listener of the show. Uh, he should be doing junior stuff, not heavyweight stuff. 
that would be the best place for him to get better. And I think that's my main problem. That is true. The problem is that they immediately, they already, as a yeah. Oh, I know what they year. did. Oh, yeah. I know what they did. They had um, a face, the heavyweight champ. It was really funny seeing him do this and then Mustafa Ali later. I'm like, I'm like 95% sure Mustafa Ali's heavier than him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Like, I mean, Mustafa no, Ali's pretty well built. I'm not saying Jungle Boy's not built, but like, Jungle Boy's very, um, he's very slim, you know? Like, yeah. He's he's trim. Uh, yeah, he's trim. He's to be uh, fair. To be fair, we don't know how much weight that that beard is. That's true. On. The beard actually might have got him there. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He he looks like he just went through a really bad breakup. That's what Jungle Boy looks like. And I'm not saying obviously that's what happened, but that that yeah. level of beard, that level of disheveledness. Yeah. yeah. It's like man, this guy's going through something. Anna um, Jay, speak up. Anna Jay to start him when. <laughs> Shut up. Shut, <laughs> shut the hell up. Um, yeah, I mean, do you think this can turn into a proper Japanese excursion, or do you think this is just strong show uh, building up to maybe like a Forbidden Door or something? Um, I think it should build up to an excursion, at least until Windy City Riot, because it's, it, it's three months away. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he should go there, do that, lose to Shota, and then he can go back to AEW. He should not beat Shota. It's a terrible agreement by New Japan if they're like, oh, yeah, he can beat our new guy that we're, we're, we're getting behind. Yeah, sure. Why not? He should join House of Torture. I also thought House of Torture. Put the big Jack power. Perry boy in House of Torture. Yeah, I weirdly think that also is a good fit for Jack Perry. Because um, I was just sitting there. I was just like, there's, there's really if unless he's like by himself, there's nothing really he fits into. Here. Teach him what a he- real heel looks like. Now we're talking, baby. Um, actually, my. It might actually work for him. Um, I, it's also a question of, I, I said maybe this is building up to something also at Forbidden Door. Do we think, uh, after what we saw, do you think that he is just fully, quote-unquote, gone from AEW for the time being? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to walk into AEW tomorrow or the next day or the next day or so on. Like I think, I think this is uh, something that they want to kind of work out here, uh, kind of make it seem like he's not coming back. And then when he ultimately is ready and I mean, he's been gone for a long time, yeah. right? He got suspended after what, August? All, all in, in August, mm-hmm. it's January. <laughs> and he finally showed up. CM Punk got fired and signed with WWE and announced that he was going to be in the Royal Rumble before Jack Perry popped back up. And announced for a pay-per-view before Jack Perry. And announced for a pay-per-view in another country mm-hmm. before Jack Perry cut back up. Like, I think that says it all to me. Is like, yeah, yeah keep him out. Keep, just keep him out longer. Really sell that he's not there anymore. And then, you know, I like, here's the idea. Hear me out here. Okay. Hear me out here. He he does the New Japan thing, yada, 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 and then he loses the show to Umino. This felt like his chance, right? He should have went and beat someone that he thought he could have beat, then he loses. And then he goes crying back to Daddy Cage, and he joins the patriarchy. You know, because he turned, he did, him and Christian did not work out. And, of course. Uh, of course. And, and I think it would be better for him probably overall if he was with Christian than not with Christian. Um, just what, based on his previous heel work. 
That would be a good tag team, Nick Wayne and Jack Perry. I could see them like that. I yeah. Mean, you know, Luchasaurus finally does the turn, and then Jack Perry takes a spot. Mm, there we go. Now, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking with Kill that. Switch, Jack Perry. Kill Switch, engage, and then he turns. Um, nice. Anyways, nice. Uh, anyway, not, don't nice that. That was so bad. Let's <laughs> move on to the next match. Uh, I mean, Jungle Boy Jack Perry returning. I mean, I think that's pretty uh, big news. It's newsworthy. It's newsworthy. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> it remains to be seen if it's good, but so far it is blowed up Twitter. Uh, next tag team match was a CMLL special, the, really a preview for Fantastic Mania around the corner. Uh, Mascara, Mascara Dorada and Valador Jr. defeat Rocky Romero and Soberana Jr. Uh, Soberana Jr. looking real good, uh, as would one expect here. Uh, rocking that uh, sort of Black Tiger mask, that uh, Black Tiger inspired mask. Um, uh, yeah, what do you think of this CMLL match? Mascara Dorada is going to be the king of Lucha Libre very, very soon. They just gave him the entire final couple minutes. They're like, hey, just go do your stuff. Yeah. Because we want you to get over. Everyone else here, that you know, people know these guys. We want you to get over. And I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, my God, his Fantastic Mania is going to be a dream, baby. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait. I thought he looked excellent. I think this match was tons of fun. I love what CMLL's doing. Uh, Rocky, Rocky needs to not leave CMLL this year. Like that was one of my fears when he dropped the belt that he would just kind of go away, but no, yeah. he, he works best there. Um, a lot of fun. If you're wondering about CMLL or for your, if you're wondering about Fantastic Mania, I, I, I think these, uh, four were able to sell you on it. Yeah, I thought this was a solid, good match here. Uh, yeah, we know that Rocky Romero is also joining them on Fantastic Mania, so we'll see more of him there. And I agree. I, I don't want Rocky to leave CMLL. He's been doing good stuff. And it, he has obviously made it his mission over the past several months to put over Mascara Dorada at as many places as he possibly can yeah. uh, to make this guy a future star. So next, I, baby. <laughs> I get it. Uh, but like I said, I really like also Soberano Jr. here. I thought he did really oh, good yeah, he's work. fantastic. He's yeah, good he's Rudo. fantastic. He's mm-hmm. a good Rudo. Yeah, he naturally has found himself in that position very well. Valdor uh, is just Valdor, like I don't <laughs> you know my opinion of Valdor. Yeah, uh, he's he's fine. You know, it's like he's gonna do his few things, gonna hit his uh, Canadian destroyer, and then he's gonna get out. He's gonna wear that. He's gonna hold that mask. <laughs> the only thing that this mask could have used. What's that? Oh, you already know, baby. We need some Mystico in that action next time. Replace Volador with him. Him, Mascara Dorada. Oh, my God. That's the Scott E team right there. Scott, the Scott E team. Scott E sponsor team. And, and Mystico's just like, yeah, outside the crowd. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, the non-title matchup was next. David Finley defeats TJP in 13 minutes and seven seconds. I thought this match was good, but I wasn't too. I don't know. This it was so fun. boring. It this was like so it was good. It was I, I. The work was good. It was just like, all right, guys, <laughs> all right, guys. This 13 was minutes. here we go. Miserably boring to me. Like I was like, there is nothing happening here that's exciting. Uh, I don't think TJP has decided. If he is going to be character or not, I think he's just very much like 
uh, I'm going to keep acting like this thing working. He, he's and, actively towing the line between yeah, TJP and yeah. character. Yeah. Yep. TJ Fiend. Um, David Finley. I'm not blaming him on this one. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming uh, Big Bad Finley on this one. Uh, but I, I will say during this match, I was like, man, I miss Juice Robinson. <laughs> the, the better of the Finn Juice duo. Um, would I think he would have thrived in this role had they ever given it to him? Yeah. Um, comparably, because one, he's a great promo, and two, like he's better. Um, but you know, is what it is. All all roads lead to Nemeth, baby. This is what matters. This is what matters is all roads lead to Nemeth. Most wanted, baby, for a reason. Yeah, I don't really have any other thoughts than this match. Uh, no, there's no. Yeah. Uh, Less of uh, David Finley versus TJP, please. Uh, New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Title Match Gorillas of Destiny 2.0 El Fantasma and Hikaleo defeat the War Dogs Alex Coughlin and Clark Connors. I also thought that this was a good solid match that wasn't too, you know, too much of anything. That's basically my thoughts on this. What do you think? Uh, they they are not my dogs for real. No. No, it's so disappointing. The War Dogs. People love the War Dogs. People like, love, love the War Dogs. Guys, they came in hot and heavy at the start, and, and I was, you know, you and I were like, "Oh yeah, the song's great. I love what's happening." And then they like lose every match, and this at, at this point, I guess we're. I don't know if I said the song was great or if I just like singing it. There's two different things. That's there. a great point. Uh, my dogs for real. Uh. We're also we're at this point. What they started doing all the stuff pre G one, so we're basically yeah. a, a Jack Perry suspension length away from seeing the War Dogs. Um, I think it's probably they're definitely longer, but yeah, it feels longer at the very least. Uh, sure does. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're I, all free agents, right? They're leaving. I don't have to worry about them anymore. Well, I don't think they're leaving. I think they all have. They're all they all right. scheduled for upcoming tours and stuff. Like they all have, you know, all the war dogs are part of that steel cage match. There's no way Gabe Kid leaves. He's like the only one they like. Yeah, you just no, tell. Legitimately, I don't think any of them are leaving. They're all scheduled for an event yeah, next yeah. month. Like their contracts are up at the end of this month, but they're scheduled for next month. Unless this is true. Unless someone like WWE or AEW swings in, pick up somebody. I don't think anything's happening. Hey, Triple uh, H. There's this great group. They're called the War Dogs, led by your former friend. Or I don't know. I don't know if he was friends with Fit Finley. But either way, they'd fit great in NXT. You can call them. They're a great entrance. You would love them, Triple H. (laughs) You can call them the Viking Dogs. The the dog experience. (laughs) Yes! there we go there we go i was like what who what was what was uh the viking raiders called before i was like war machine right they can be the viking dogs mm-hmm. viking uh the dog experience is perfect dog experience is right there yeah um ooh, ooh, ooh. it's tough because you know we'll talk about it more when we get to the gabe kid uh, kingston match but it is very much like i think i'm fully at the point of new japan does this all the you time you want them to wrestle yeah new japan does it all the time where like they'll have a new act work yeah. heavy on the gimmick i mean remember what jay white when he first started out oh heavy heavy gimmick heavy gimmick for so long it was sleepy well, time uh for me. we haven't 
taken the gimmick training wheels off these guys yet. I think you can take them off of Gabe Kidd now. I think you should be able to. These other guys, maybe you don't yet, but I, 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 I for one, am good with the gimmick. I think, I think they figured it out. Uh, I think you're gonna get the best out of that. What you're gonna get out of that? Um, it's just I am t- tired. I don't really care about God 2.0 as well. Go on. No, no. Uh, I just think they're bowl club still, so um, that doesn't help. Um, my hot take is that I think they're more. They annoy me more than the House of Torture ever would because I know what the wow. House of Torture are gonna do. Here's the thing. You, these guys will start wrestling a good match and then they'll get disqualified. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so annoying. Yeah. It's like 10 times more annoying. Cause like when the Eddie disqualification happened in the, in the third to last match of the show, I was like double, double count out, but yes. Yeah. I got pissed off. I was like, God damn it. Why do we always do this? Yeah. Every single time. Well, that that's part of the gimmick. That's part of the heat. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I know. I, I I rather just them cheat. I know. Me too. I would rather for them just go full like old least... old bullet club cheating instead of just like, like the sort of new energy beat 'em up style or whatever. At least when you turn on a house of torture match, you know what's coming. Yeah. The 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 war dogs are gonna suck you in maybe or just have a bad match. Um and you're just gonna be like, Oh, all right. That's that's what I like. I know everyone you know, was I get, I get what after that match last night, and I get it because Eddie's incredible. House uh, of Torture. Everyone has their opinion on House of Torture. For the most part, it's a skippable match. But if right. I see Gabe Kidd on the card in a singles match, I'm like, maybe I should watch this Gabe Kidd match. And then it ends up being like a DQ or a double countout, and it's like, ah, damn it. Yeah, it's because again, again, I is, get it. People, which is also that's, that. but that's also classic Bullet Club gimmick of like, yeah. they're better wrestlers uh, than they are. Do as part of the it, gimmick. actually, you as know what? Maybe my heat. biggest problem is, What's that? is that the DQs happen in these matches, and then I watch a House of Torture match, and they never get DQ'd. That's also fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a fair point. Uh, New Japan Strong Women's Title Match: Julia successfully retains their title against Trish Adora. Uh, and then I guess, yeah, next up would probably be Stephanie Vaquer. So, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get a, I'm sure I'll have to painstakingly watch another one and start them, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think about title gone? <laughs> I, it's almost, it's almost gone. I think, um, Julia against Trisha Dora. Uh, what do you think about this match? It was pretty good. I'm bad. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was her, it was probably the weakest, um, it was it was kind of slow. It was yeah, kind of slow, uh, yeah. It was good in the uh, closing stretch that got me into it. I thought they did. They kicked it into gear, but uh, the yes. opening couple minutes were definitely slow. Um, my, here's my ultimate take on the strong woman's title. What's that? I never want to see it again in stardom. Um, I here's also. I'm just gonna tell everyone now because if you don't listen to my Joe show, you don't know this. I every Julia match, I care less and less. So that's not helping. I'm just like oh. She's leaving. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's hard to be invested in her anymore because you know the, the clock is ticking. Right, exactly. It's just like, meh. Well, what's interesting is, so the clock is like semi-ticking because it's obviously like uh, rumored, alleged, all this other stuff. But she's going seemingly to WWE. Whereas Will Ospreay, we know what's happening. 
but I don't feel at all like oh, I can't get invested in in Will Ospreay's New Japan stuff right now. Right. I'm excited just, for the Steel Cage match. Going somewhere that he could come back, right? Julie ain't coming back once she goes to WWE. Yeah, it's um, a big difference. And and also she's going to WWE, whereas Will Ospreay I think is going to AEW, and I can just see more of what he currently does. Right. Whereas I know Julia isn't going to be Julia anymore. And yeah, that hurts it, me greatly. If you have never seen stardom and are interested in Julia and interested to know about Julia more before she goes in WWE, wants to know more about her style. There's of course more stardom. You want to you go out and watch and you'll see sort, a lot of better matches, but the reality of the situation is Scotty. And I think you can agree with me here. You're going to get this Julia in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. She, you won't get the Northern lights bomb as a finish though. Um, sure. Sure. So that's a big takeaway as well. You know what's funny? You know it'll, what's be a funny? Week, it'll be a week, some weaker if, looking, looking finish. If, if Julia wrestled the way she did in stardom, she'd probably kill someone in NXT. Yeah. yeah. Like, she, her style in stardom is shoot headbutts, punches to the skull, dropping people on their heads. That is her style. That is what makes Julia great in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to get to do the stealth viper submission and maybe a Sayudo suplex. And, and slow it down immensely. Oh, and wrestling against, obviously, you know, people who, you know, are her, uh, to her level. That's also important. You're telling me you're not excited for Julia versus Fallon Henley? Who? That was a Fallon Henley. Is that a person? <laughs> yeah, of course it's a person in NXT. You're oh, ex- of course. You're not excited for... Um... Listen, Julia versus Tiffany Stratton's where it's at. Come on, I'm we, not we can all we can all agree. I'm Julia not going to sit here and lie. <laughs> uh, Julia versus is there someone named Danny Palmer? Is that someone in NXT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is someone in NXT. I don't know why I know that one. Yeah, <laughs> you play, don't I'm know gonna, Fallon Henley, but I'm going to blame I'm going to blame Alex on that one. What is he a big Danny Palmer guy? <laughs> big Danny Palmer guy, big NXT level up fan. You know, as we NXT, all are. NXT level up. <laughs> Uh, are you a big Ariana Grace versus Julia? I mean, now we're now we're into it, baby. That's Santino's daughter. I think that's Santino's it, daughter. It is Santino's daughter. I can't wait for what, her to show up in TNA. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's probably gonna be like Julia versus Blair Davenport, and then it's gonna be like Julia versus Tiffany Stratton eventually, and then Julia beating Lyra Valkyria for the title. That's my first. That's gonna nah, be my, that's my guess. Isn't Her Lola first Vice got the contract oh, thingy. My apologies, of course. A little advice, and I learned this week that they can just cash in that thing. So, <laughs> shout out Obafemi. More money than bank contracts all There's over the so place. So many, bro. <laughs> There's uh, so many now. Uh, tag team match ended up being the Chosen Bros. Jeff Cobb ended up being the mystery person, teaming up with. <sighs> Matt Riddle versus uh, defeating the team, of course, of Zack Sabre Jr. and the great one, Bad Dude Tito. In the great words of Dave Meltzer, who I have a problem with this week, but I digress. Uh, (laughs) Not really a problem. I actually do not care about match ratings all that much. Um, He said, also, everyone is sleeping on Bad Dude Tito. You're damn right they're sleeping on Bad Dude Tito. He's so good. Shout out to Big Teets. It's time for the bad dude to get to Japan. The bad dude is a king. The bad dude should be 
the one of the next great Gaijin stars for New Japan. Yeah. What are we waiting for? Yeah. He he is such he is such great wrestling. He's so fluid in the ring. Yeah. I noticed I picked up on that last night is that yeah. he's so fluid. Like it his movements are so exactly timed and he's so, it, just He made he, Matt Riddle He looks like, look a, like natural a million bucks in that ring. He made Matt Riddle look like a million bucks in that closing stretch. Matt Riddle's looked like shit from what I've seen past year or so since he came back from uh injury or whatever or suspend not if he wasn't hurt he was he was suspended uh come on now um bad dude tito deserves more zach's great by the way um of just want to point that out we know this <laughs> yeah yeah want to point that out uh jeff cobb is jeff cobb uh but yeah bad dude tito he's the one we're talking about in this match not the guy that they have challenging for the new japan's world tv title it's all about big dude Big dude, bad dude, big dude, bad dude, Tito. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love for bad dude Tito to get a bigger push. He of all push. of all Any. the strong guys that deservedly need a push. I mean, obviously, I think Tom Lawler and Fred Ross are more. Uh, but bad dude Tito, my guy, is he's my dog for real. That's bad. Dude <laughs> he's so good. He is so good. And every time I see him, he's better. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's great. I love watching that. Shout out, Big Teats. Uh, and uh, Jeff Cobb, uh, why was he a surprise? Why did we not announce Jeff Cobb? I explained to Tito? you why. It doesn't mean it makes sense, but I explained to you why. They wanted the little reaction that they got from the team that no one remembers of Chosen Bros being together. Are we going to get now a Chosen Bros tag team run in World Tag League? Is that what we're going to get? I think the point was to tease Riddle and United Empire, and I think that is uh, not what I asked for, but appreciate it. I have thought about this a lot. Have you actually? I have. Uh <laughs> You have to think that United Empire or something has has to happen with Osprey. If they want to continue United Empire, I fear they're going to bullet club it and kick Osprey out, quote unquote, or uh -huh. install a new king or whatever Osprey is as a, a leader of the United Empire. Um it's called leader. Yeah. Um and I, I think Bullet Club have to almost have to win that match uh, because of whatever happened. Well, they definitely have to win that match. Yeah. And I feel like, you you know, United Empire is a whole group of Gaijin, so you're going to have to need the new top Gaijin. It can't be Zack Sabre Jr., obviously. Great Okan is not a Gaijin. Great Okan is not a Gaijin, and Great Okan is also not the guy. He's He's not that guy. I hate to say it, folks. I hate to say it. Great I'm, this is my take. I've been holding this take in a while. Great Khan, he's not that guy. I would get rid of uh, United Empire. I think I would too. I would, but I get the appeal. I think they have way more appeal in terms of a face thing that they need uh, in New Japan. Hear uh, me out. Hear me out. We get rid of United Empire and we make the bad dudes led by bad dude Tito. Now we're talking. No, keep Zero. United Empire and put Bad Dude Tito in that spot. No, no, no. I want them to be called the Bad Dudes. 
Uh, I mean, the, the bad dudes is basically TMDK already. The bad, the bad dudes with attitudes. But I, I, I think like this is a tease, and I think I, I really think that they're gonna put Matt Riddle in the United Empire as leader. Uh, probably. I mean, who else would be as the sort of leader there? I mean, the fact that Jeff Cobb was a surprise and just sort of like this idea. I don't think Jeff Cobb is the leader. I don't really I, like. I said I don't think Great Khan is that. Jeff After Cobb that, like, it's like who else do you have? Jeff Cobb was like a decade younger. Maybe, yeah, yeah, but he's not. So, uh, I think Matt Riddle is going to be the new leader of the United Empire, and <sighs> here we are, folks. Yeesh. Get into it. No, I'm good. I, I don't really want to. Uh, by the way, Mustafa Ali uh, challenged for him. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't. I don't know when. I don't remember when it happened. I think it, it was. <laughs> I believe it was after this match. I want to oh, say okay. Match. Oh no, it was actually. I think it was before this match. But we'll get to it no matter no matter what. Um, yeah, I just think Matt Riddle is going to be in that spot because he's also, if I'm not recall, if I recall correctly, he's also working the February tour, uh, the same tour that this steel cage match is on. Yeah, so, maybe it should be Jack Perry. Maybe it should be Mustafa Ali. Huh? Again, it should not be called the United Empire anymore with any of these people running it. But like United Empire literally just screams Will Ospreay. It's not like Bullet Club screamed Fergal Devitt. I love the first name Fergal. I think <laughs> I just that's such a great first name. Fergal. This is my Fergal for real. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's ashamed uh, what's of that? what they've become? You think he's ashamed of what they've become? Uh Bullet Club? Yeah. Uh I don't think he gives a shit. I mean, I mean, listen, hear me out here, right? He's seen these young guys lead the, his old group, and he's like, Man, they can't hold the candle to the young guy that's in my current group, Dirty Dom Mysterio. So it's like All right. All right. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth, man. I'm just telling the truth. Respect, um, Dirty Dom. Uh, no, I'm Dirty Dom. Sorry. Before this tag team match, obviously, we saw that video package. Uh, Mustafa Ali calling out Hiromu oh, Takahashi for a match. Uh, I, I kind of, sort of got the impression that he thought Hiromu might have been, still been champion. Uh, just sort of like, you know, more at least it before. the leader of the division or something. He might have. He probably recorded this when he did the original one. Yeah. And... You know, he didn't make a new one. <laughs> so That's it's like, oh, well. Uh, but we are. Uh, he challenged Hiromu. Hiromu accepted. We get that match at Windy City Riot. So Yeah, baby. Mustafa, Mustafa Ali in New Japan is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I wonder and I hope it's the same sort of thing with the Jack Perry of it all of. Is this just Dude, sort I of a compare Mustafa Ali to Jack Perry? Well, my comparison here, if you give me a moment, is that I hope and I wonder if this is just a U.S. New Japan oh, okay. thing. I got you. I got or you. If, or if Ali, same thing with Jack Perry, are they going to do an actual Japan tour? Riddle is doing a Japan tour. Mm. Nick Nemeth, I don't think he's doing a tour. I think he's just coming in for the one match. He's doing two matches, baby. You, He's teaming Ryusuke Taguchi against Gato and David Finley. You kidding me? He is. He is. <laughs> He's teaming up Taguchi. He Hold sure on. Is. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's the match to see. Fuck <laughs> David Finley. Taguchi is there. It's at baby. That's what I'm talking about. Um, God he damn. He also wanted to follow in the, fe- 
the foots of Fergal. And you got it. God, hey, buddy, my good buddy Fergal told me about you. Uh, <laughs> told me all his great stuff about you. Let's team up. Dude, you just be like, all right, uh, take your pants off. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, here's here's my pitch for Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. You, you want to hear my pitch? What's that? He beats Hiromu. Bold. He, enter, he, enters, Bold he enters the best of the Super Juniors. He wins the best of the Super Juniors. He beats El Desperado at Dominion. Uh, I mean, that's quite the... No, you go all in. You just go go all in. in. Wow, quite the push. Quite the push. I like Mustafa Ali. What can I say? I don't know if they'll do that. I think at best, Mustafa Ali... loses, enters the best of Super Juniors, and loses again. Yeah, I, I think at best Mustafa Ali is probably making the finals of best of super juniors and losing. Yeah, I'll take that too. And he'll lose to someone insane. Like I could see him beat Hiromu and then lose to Hiromu. Ooh, in the finals? Yeah. Yeah, that could work. That's probably that more believable than my reality. Yeah, they're gonna well well the problem with that is then you do Despi and Hiromu again. And yeah, I, well, you, I was gonna, think this, you think this company has a tar- problem with rematches? Have you seen the WrestleMania the Wrestle Kingdom card? <laughs> <laughs> uh great point <laughs> great great point uh let's get into the final stretch here last three matches uh all three of them i thought were great uh starting off with the aw continental title new japan strong openweight title ring of honor world title aw continental crown as the match was happening not a single soul knew what was happening and which titles were on the line i thought walker Stewart did a great job of also not knowing what. yeah because no one knows. No one knows. They didn't no one raise... has any clue what the, like this is for the New Japan Strong, and, okay? And I, but and it's I not. think I think they actively have no idea because they did, and it helps with the Gabe Kids gimmick, but they did it in a way where the referee didn't have to hold up a title. And that was the only way for anyone to figure out hold what up, was hold properly. Up, oh no, no. On AEW, they held up all the titles. Mm-hmm. They just didn't hear. No, because Gabe Kid jumped him from the top. Yeah. And even the promos getting up to it, Gabe Kid being like, I don't care about all the other titles. I want the new Japan strong title. Right. And then I think Kingston's response, he's like, all titles are on the line. And it's like, whoa, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, <laughs> and that was one the of the post match. The post match he's like only dealing with the AEW Continental Crown title. And it's like, well, now I thought you cared about the new Japan Strong. That was one of the uh, great stories that uh walker was telling he's like yeah he doesn't care about the other two belts and and then and then gabe ruined it at the end when he held the aw it's like what the hell <laughs> Seemingly he does care he, he well he threw it he and doesn't he, like, but he does it, held it to to posture away with it i was very confused match yeah. is really good though so match is great i thought uh, the match was really really great i thought the beginning was a little slow but once they picked up into it uh once the it, actual bell rang yeah once the bell rang, it was like, all right, baby. Now we're into it. Um, and honestly, I probably would have just been like three and three quarters on this. But the post-match, I thought, was very compelling. Um, and I, it, it gets a rare quarter-star post-match you know, bump for me um, because I thought the, the, the beatdown of Eddie Kingston was very well done. Um, the selling of Eddie Kingston was very well done. I, I greatly enjoyed the post-match. Uh, and I love just Gabe. I just love anybody like Gabe Kidd who has the ability to pick up a title and throw it across the room. And I just think that's uh, hilarious. 
um, every single time. Uh, much akin to David Finley early in the night. Uh, what a tease that David Finley laid out there. Uh, but yeah, I thought the match was great. It was inc- incredibly hard-hitting. Obviously, chops galore uh, between Gabe Kidd and Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie looked great, as always. The crowd uh, was super into this match. Constant raining down of Eddie chants, uh, which always makes an Eddie match even better. And yeah, as we talked about kind of earlier, it's sort of frustrating seeing how great a Gabe Kidd can be here. You don't really want the gimmick training wheels on him anymore. You want him to go out and do these matches more often. I would love that to end in a double count out or whatnot. But if anything, the double count out means I think we might get another match down the line. When? Where? No idea. Maybe Windy City Riot. Maybe Forbidden Door. I don't know. Uh, but we have to have some sort of conclusion to this, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Windy City Riot, no DQ probably. Ooh. Or something like that you couldn't change it tonight or last night because of the match that followed this so yeah. i think that's a possibility some sort of step no dq um, no count out that's yeah it. yeah just an all-out wild bro maybe falls count anywhere or something change yeah, it up um and i think that will work for them i i think gabe kid's best dance partner is eddie kings i i tend to agree like based on the match they had strong two years ago, I think so. Yeah, I think it was two years ago when Gabe was still, you know, not really a big name or anything. Yeah. Um, and now fast forward to this match, I thought uh, I think he just worked really well with Eddie. I think they uh, work off each other well. It's so funny watching Eddie because like. This guy was going to retire. Yeah. This guy was going to retire and never wrestle again. And then he had the match with Cody Rhodes. AEW signed him. And he's just been fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's been absolutely fantastic. Shout out to uh shout out to Eddie. I thought this match uh definitely definitely started off what was a hot close to this show. Yeah. Uh yeah, Eddie Kingston is fantastic. He's so good. Uh, That's and, my dog for real. Well, that and Bad Dude Tito. Oh, he, oh Eddie Kingston, the Bad Dudes uh, group. Well, the problem that, is... Actually, the problem, no. No, That's the problem. We have a problem. Bad Dude Tito should be challenging for the Continental Crown. That's what we really that, want. I, that I can get on board with. Eddie Kingston cannot join the Bad Dudes Club simply because he will outshine Bad Dude Tito, and Bad Dude Tito has to be the big guy in that, and everyone's just right. going to focus on Eddie. He's got to be the Bad Dude in that. Yeah, uh, and Eddie Kingston's currently too good to be part of the Bad Dude Club. Yeah, yeah. So they got to fight each other for that crown. Now we're into it. Now we've booked it. Rocky, pick up the phone. Rocky, Rocky, listen, listen. Book the bad dude. That's all. I'm <laughs> Book saying. the bad dude. That's all we're saying. Uh, no DQ match. John Moxley defeats Shingo Takagi. This match ruled. This match ruled. Be- to me, best match of the night for easily. I don't know why I thought I had doubts going into this match. <laughs> nah, me neither. You had doubts, and I was just like, no, right, Scott. It's because of the no DQ. I looked at that, and I just said to myself, I feel like this is taking away from what these two could do. And then as the match unfolded, I said, God, that guy's an idiot. That guy being me, of course. Um, I, this was phenomenal easily the best match of the show like so easily and for me 
one of my favorite matches of the year so far. I thought this was awesome. Like, they killed each other. Shingo was incredible in this match. John Moxley is so, like, I, I, John, every time. John Moxley was like, was feeling his Terry Funk bag. John Moxley in New Japan Mm -hmm. is so much better than what is already a great John Moxley in AEW. Yeah. Because I just think he's, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I feel like he's just hungrier when he's in New Japan. Does that make sense? Like, he's done everything in AEW. There's so much he wants to do in New Japan, and you can tell every time he goes out there. I think he just likes his entire vibe better. I think he just likes the... I think he prefers those matchups. He is fantastic. And Shingo Takagi met him every step of the way in this match. It was so much better than anything else on this show. And I thought these last three matches were all very good to great to fantastic. But they made sure that Okada and Osprey had no shot of topping them. That's what these two did. Yes. Do you know good. what the, do you know how do you know how difficult that is? Because like everyone saw this card and they said, "Oh, it's Okada and Osprey in in the U.S." Oh, here we go, here we go. And Moxley and Shingo said, "Who gives a shit?" And just stole the freaking show. Meanwhile, I'm over here post Wrestle Kingdom, looking at the Shingo Tama match, looking at the John Moxley Triple Threat, being like, "Ooh, these two guys together are no DQ. This should rule ass. This bit should be the best match of the card." By far, and I'm and seeing Okada Osprey as well. And it was, easily it was the best. Now I will say, I I think the 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 beginning also was a little slow, and 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 it took a little bit of time to get into it. It had a little bit sort of that that plundery sort of WWE yeah, yeah, yeah. plundery. But once we got past that, that closing stretch, that last I don't know ten Five, minutes, ten it felt minutes. like yeah, unbelievable. I yeah. thought like I thought John Moxley post poison mist or whatever that was so good i thought that was the finish fully thought that was the finish i was like that was gonna be a great match and then it kept going for what easily felt like another seven (laughs) i really liked the finish of the match onto the open chair the 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 death rider death rider yes (laughs) that was great that was nasty Mm -hmm. uh that was like the best that moves ever looked um yeah, this is just great. Like, if you don't watch this show, this is the one you have to watch. I so tiny of a little thing, but I love Shingo. Uh, Done. That's it. Period. End period. Of story. <laughs> uh, I love Shingo. I want to say it was the like the drop they did a like a Samoan drop or back drop, body drop or whatever it was through the table. Death Valley uh, Driver. Was it Death Valley Driver? Um, and then this is also the post miss. This is also why I thought it was the finish. Picking up part of the table and just bonking yeah. Moxley on the head with it, and then he and then him bleeding immediately all over again. I was just like, God, so good, so dumb, so good. These guys rule. I love Moxley. Shingo is already great. I mean, let me look. I mean, it's already only fourteen days. Ah! Let's see. What's you see what show, I just want to take a second. You want know to show to Umino said to Jack Perry? Oh, in the in the uh, yeah, presser. Post match. 
post-match stuff, yeah. Stupid punk kid. Anytime, anywhere, I'll beat you, bitch. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Tell him, Shooter! Call him punk! That's how you get him emotionally broken. (laughs) Cry me a river! You should shoot? Cry me. If he said cry me a river, I would have lost my mind. Uh, <laughs> I I want I so badly want Jack Perry to tweet that shooter uh picture of him crying yes, uh, and say cry me a river. Gotta. Gotta. Oh, that's so good. Put, put that so into weird. my veins, baby. Yeah. Um no, yeah, but, John Moxley, I think, is currently at January 14th, um, uh, wrestler of the year, easily. Uh right now. Uh, I, wrestler of has got a pretty good claim. Shingo's number two. Uh- <laughs> Shingo, Shingo has the Tama match. Mm-hmm. He has the Mochizuki match. And now he has this match of just like, oh, oh yeah, I, I think Shingo can easily be people's number one. I was lighter on the Mo- Mochizuki na- match, I think, than others. So I think easily, in most other people's cases, Shingo's number one. Yeah, I think he's going to be... It's going to be interesting how they follow, right? Because it's just got really dark. Um the sun went away uh but it's gonna be really interesting to see what shingo does from here because mm-hmm. i do think that he will probably lose steam uh just because of the way new japan books yeah i get that it, it, it's it's gonna be frustrating like he's gonna be in pre-match hell or not pre-match but uh prelim hell for like a while though he is fighting tai chi on the uh New beginning show, and you you know those two are going to deliver. Yeah. That's that that's a match that just never fails. So, we'll but see. ultimately, uh, I there was a point during the match where I had this thought of like, this match rules so much, and also he's facing Shingo. I would love for this match to be like uh, the classic New Japan booking of, you know, Moxley beats a, a faction member and then he go, rises up the ranks, and that's exactly what happened post match. Moxley calls out. Tetsuya Naito. Uh, I, we get the match confirmed for Windy City Riot. There is no title on the line yet because right. Naito has like two more defenses, I believe. Yes, at least Genesis one scheduled comes. with, with uh, at least one of Sonata. Um, so no title on the line yet, but mm-hmm. I have to imagine that it will happen down the line. Yeah, so it's set for Windy City Riot. Um, pretty insane. That post-match promo, the crowd unglued the moment yeah. he said Naito. Because I think when he got the mic and he was starting to say who he wanted to face, everyone's like, okay. You know, they probably thought like Okada. I thought Tana, I thought outside chance Okada, maybe. Tanahashi again. Like something boring, right? Yeah. And then the guy said the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Tetsuya Naito. And Naito's response was, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> A classic Naito response. When they see Riot's a huge show, they're selling a big building for this, so they gotta go all in on it. And uh, I didn't mean to do that, but that was pretty good. Um, but they have to. And John Moxley versus Naito is how you get asses and seats, baby. Yeah. Um, when you see Riot is in the Wintrust Arena. Hot damn. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> like this is this is their second biggest show their biggest new japan strong show in the u.s easily um it's the only the only bigger show that they run in the u.s is msg and they obviously did that with roh yeah this is the same is, arena that yeah. uh aw has been running for the past several years as well mm-hmm. the Wintrust arena and um, i think they're going to sell many tickets for this has the have the tickets been yeah they're online? on sale already 
Okay, then let me while we I talk. About, I don't think it's a website that you can like see the tickets. Well, I, either way, I'm just gonna head over to WrestleTix just to see if he has anything. Yeah. Uh, I doubt it as well. I think they opened Friday, so it's not like it. Um, it's been a lot, but it's exciting. John Moxley, uh, Naito. You kidding me? Yeah, I unglued. I sat in my chair. and was like, yes. Let's go, baby. If I, we're not gonna get this match, obviously, uh, but we're gonna get a, a, a Moxley just killing Naito, I think. And Naito, I, I'm so excited for that match. You have no, I, the moment it got happened. I, I realized it was like this is the match that's happening. It's going to be for the title. I got so excited, and I and you know me, Scotty. I, I never get that's excited. Why I do a podcast with you. I never get excited for Naito matches. Yeah, because you're weird. I'm a weird, um, weird person, but I'm. And into you're always it. proven wrong. I'm always proven wrong. That's my that's favorite fine. part. That's my favorite part about Naito matches. You never get excited, and then he like goes out there and is Tetsuya Naito, and you're like, oh. I forget. I always forget that he's Tetsuya Naito. Because <laughs> I think you see, you just think of like him in the t-shirt, and you're like, yeah, whatever. And <laughs> then like, exactly and then he takes the damn thing off, and he's like, all right, buddy, buckle up for the next 25 minutes. That's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah. It's fine. Keep it that way. It's more I fun know. that way. That's true. That is exactly. I right. tell. I I my here's my one request for Windy okay. City Riot. Tony Khan, you, you got you're a good guy, right? It tends to be. Let them use your production crew, please, for the love of God. Yeah, please. It's <laughs> yeah. in Chicago. You probably have just your equipment sitting there at this stage of the game with AEW. Let them use it. Let them go on pay per view. You probably helped New Japan get this arena exactly so just 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 let it happen please because like i thought the production for the final couple matches were fine well it was like pretty good um but i know it was bad earlier on so you know i just want this match to be at its highest potential and the way it's at its highest potential well it's in japan but you know okay that's not happening so we have good production that's the second best part. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. I really wanted it to be in Japan, though. I thought that would have been sick. Uh, it looks like the I couldn't find it on WrestleTix, but it looks like there are tickets currently available for uh, uh, Windy City Riot. Yeah, uh, you, you can get a ticket. Oh my god, you can get a ticket for twenty four dollars. What section is this in? Probably. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a not bad seat for $24 to see two already great matches. Oh, hey, I'm Mustafa Ali. And Tarun was on there too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's gonna, they're probably going to pack it more. I'm sure Okada is going to be on there. They should do a never open weight uh, title defense, the six man. Not, not I would love that. I would love that. I, regular one. I also realized last night that uh, the president, Tanahashi, has two title belts. <laughs> Oh yeah, it does. That's funny. Like, oh yeah, good, good on him. Good on him. He deserves it. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought watching go. this show, I was like, man, Tanahashi is starting off hot. I don't know if he's calling any of these shots, but I'm gonna give him the credit anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this, sh- this match ruled. Uh, Shingo, I think, put in excellent effort, and I don't recall really ever really seeing. I mean, do you really? I don't really recall like Shingo really doing that many like no DQ death. Pretty sure he's a bit. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a big ECW fan. 
Really? I mean, it felt like it. He had jeans tucked into boots. That was such <laughs> uh, a good look. I saw him. I saw the jeans like under his jacket, and I was like, "Oh man, we're getting into it." He 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 should do more stuff like this. He is so good in this environment. You know what he should do? He should just do more stuff. Period. That, that I can agree with. That <laughs> he should um, he should run through David Finley, or or hear me out. Shingo Takagi, Nick Nemeth, Dominion. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know that would rock, and you just don't want to admit it. Oh, let's go into the main event singles match: Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. Obviously, the last match of a chapter. Uh, seemingly, I assume they won't be wrestling ever again. Um, uh, Will Ospreay loses here in 20 minutes and 34 seconds. Um, great match. Uh, great match. Not anywhere close to sort of their uh, pantheon of matches, I think. But nonetheless, great match. It, it, if anything, it felt like it didn't feel like the next great epic. It felt like a summation of their rivalry, a summation of their history doing the each other's moves okada breaking out the stormbreaker popped me big um you know nowhere like their match last year uh in the g1 climax i want to say the semifinals um but nonetheless uh great work great epic speed uh from osprey i love osprey so much uh when he gets going the uh, the classic spot of the drop kick into the power bomb uh from okada to osprey or osprey i guess to okada uh is always a great spot that i love and yeah it just like i said it just felt like sort of a highlight reel of their feud and their rivalry and we got to see it all uh as we got a sort of tearful goodbye uh from the two of them hugging it out in, in the end before we get to the post match but before it was ruined yep before it was of course ruined as by the word dogs for real um but uh nonetheless i think they they t- a tough spot to deliver in after the Moxley Shingo match, but a great match nevertheless. Their uh, greatest hits, exactly. A greatest hits is a good better way to say. And Okada playing a um, yes. American heel, which was awesome. Oh, I yeah. Well, because that's in in this feud, honestly. Like Okada is so much better as being sort of the heel uh, against Osprey. Uh, than Osprey being the heel to Okada, even though that's how, how Okada uh, Osprey got his like first win or any, anything, it yeah. it feels better when Okada is just like kind of dogging on him a little bit. <laughs> he flipped off the crowd. I, I big pop. I usually like when it, when like every match and I feel like in the last AEW pay per view, every single match someone flipped off the crowd. So yeah. it was like, all right, enough. Uh, but when Okada did, it, I was like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, that was good. And the crowd like. The crowd reacted perfectly. They're like, oh, oh, fuck you, dude. And I was like, yeah. Um, he also did the, um, someone pointed this out, he did the NXT surprise face. <laughs> I, I was like, I know that he was like, I gotta, I gotta do all these things. Like Okada, when Okada comes to the US, he's just such a, like a shit stir type guy. He's just like, I'm yep. just going to do all the little things that I'm not, I don't do anywhere else. Um, I'm not, I'm going to give like 80% effort. And you're going to like it. And I did yeah. like it. He was right. He's working the quote unquote American style. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's fantastic. This match was, it was great. It, it probably their weakest mm-hmm. singles match. Yeah. But even then, like that, it's, it's one of those things. At like, least since, uh, Will left chaos. Yeah. I think that 
I think because it's sort of that that uh, that highlight reel, that greatest hits of it all. It's yeah. it's the match didn't give really anything new. Yeah. Uh, but but it's fine. I'll take a great like, kind of killed Osprey. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> the way bit. this ended, I was like, oh damn, he's bearing him out of the company. All right. <laughs> as he as he should. As yeah, as he yeah. should. Just uh, like it, it's Will, so it's like weird, you know. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when we see people leave company, sometimes they're not they don't lose like that. And I was like, Will of all people is, but yeah, good. They sh- yeah, fuck them. I don't mean it that way, but like that's what Okada said. Hey, not me. He said in the ring. We all know this. We have it. Yeah, I, I, I saw it when he pinned him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah really just, good. I think a greatest hits is the best way to put it. And then, of course, the post match you have uh, the War Dogs, everybody coming out, beating up Osprey, beating up Okada. I was uh, so it, confused why this was happening. I was like, "Oh, they have the steel cage." Mm-hmm. I thought they were just trying to ruin my night, and we were going to get like Matt Riddle to save the day. And I was going to be like, "Fuck this!" I was <laughs> I was terrified because United Empire came out to save the day, and I was like, "That's not enough people. Who else is going to come out?" And then Eddie Kingston came out, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> so which we put Eddie in the cage, and I was like, it, "Yeah, put Eddie in the cage." <laughs> it easily could have been Riddle that come out and make that save. Yeah. That's who I was thinking the whole time. When I saw Eddie, I was like, thank God. Um, Dodge a bullet there. But yeah, and now we have the steel cage match in Osaka at, uh, next month. So you That know, was very be, funny that like all the war dogs that Drill and Maloney were invited. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. I think. Well, I think all these war dogs live in America, and most of them live in California, versus Drill and Maloney who is going to fly from England. I still think it's funny. They're like, yeah, uh, we're just gonna have Clark Connors and Alex Coglin team up for the tag belts. Yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. Then the New Japan strong title belts. No one cares. Um, oof, oof. Uh, but yeah, greatest hits. Uh, I think great show. Honestly, a great show. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I think honestly you can probably watch all of it and enjoy everything. And the worst, the worst rating I gave is like a three star, and it's like, oh, that's a good solid match. Um. This, yeah. is a great, this is a really good show really great show and newsworthy top down um energetic enthusiastic more shows like this obviously if they can if they can make the production any better it, yeah. everything would feel better if i could hear everything that's happening in the arena better i would appreciate that um the worst ring i gave was two and a quarter but i digress two and a quarter David Finley really bored the shit out of Real wow. Wow. Oh, it was really boring. That's fine. That's fair. I don't blame you. But I don't like, blame you at all. But like the show was so good, it didn't really matter to me. That's fair. Um, the next show that they have, New Japan. New Japan is gonna have the new beginning Nagoya, uh, obviously in Nagoya, Japan. Uh this Saturday, uh January 20th. Um, uh, they have some interesting. This, they're kicking off the new beginning tour, of course. And the new beginning tour is sick, yeah. Uh, it's one of those tours where like uh, they have a bunch of Korokin dates, uh, and they're gonna have a bunch of world titles uh, on the line at various shows. Yeah, I think there's also one of those classic 10 man elimination tags, uh, between uh, LIJ and just five guys that you know, all those elimination tags are typically really great. Uh, so definitely go check those out. Uh, but New Beginning Nagoya is this Saturday. They're kicking it off. I'm not going to go whole match. A lot of it is just a bunch of tag matches. The only matches I think of note that are at least interesting are uh, one is the kickoff match. We have two new young lions coming in. Uh, Katsuya Murashima and Shoma Kato. 
maybe I'm pronouncing them correctly. I have no idea. Um, but uh, they're coming in, so we get two new young, long, young Lions. Always great to see new ones. Uh, we got a bunch of other tag matches. Uh, we have a 10-man tag that's not elimination between LIJ and just five guys. And we have two title matches. We have the New Japan KOPW title between Taiji Shimori and Great Okan. Uh, have you? I don't think they've done finished the voting for it, but have you heard about what the potential stipulations for that match are? <clears throat> nope. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling those up as we speak. Um, but here we go. Found it. Da, 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 da. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, uh, so Great Okan uh, put out a bull rope death match. Uh, so no DQs. All four corners have to be touched in succession to win. Um, I don't really. I, I wish it was just a sort of a, a more of like a um, we're tied to a bull rope of each other and then that's it. But you know, I'm not a big guy on the four corners thing. But you know, I'll take it. Taiji Shimori, a ten minute. Ishimori ring fit match. Last title holder after 10 minutes wins. 30 second exercise intervals every three minutes. So it's a 10 minute match, and three times in the match, uh, there will be there'll be pauses for 30 second exercise intervals. Um, and apparently a three-day poll will take place on social media from Friday, January 12th. Uh, so I guess the poll will come up to end today. So we'll find out what's happening there. Um, and then the main event as well, never open weight title match, Tama Tonga versus evil. Uh, we can all presume that evil is probably going to win here. And Tama Tonga, who I've already previously announced that he is going to be finishing up his dates here is probably losing and leaving. Hi. So what do you think? Uh, any thoughts on this new beginning card? KOP the KOPW title used to mean something. It used to mean something to me. And this is what it is now. When 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 did it mean something specifically for you? When Shingo Takagi had it. Okay, okay. I, I wanted to be. I wanted to make sure that was clear. Strictly when Shingo Takagi and Tai Chi because he just. I think Shingo only challenged him. Um, it used to mean something to me. Now look at it. Now look at it. Terrible. Terrible. I don't have any interest in either of those matches. Um, and uh, Tamatonga versus Evil. Who? That's uh. Hey man, <laughs> it's gonna on. be it's gonna be extra rough because we know who's winning. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like so. It's like every minute to get there is gonna be like, all right, let's get this over with. Uh, New there... beginning Osaka is the one you everyone should be looking forward to. Yes. Is there any chance, any chance that Tama is lying and he is staying? I don't think he's lying, but there's definitely a chance that they keep it on him and they're just like, hey, work Windy City Ride and lose it. Yeah. Is there any yeah, is there any chance he's lying, he's not leaving, and this will all build up into him getting a triumphant victory over evil, which will make this match awesome. I'm saying it here now. This is your favorite matchup. <laughs> this is my what this is evil's this is House of Torture Evil's best match that till now <laughs> i swear to god everyone thinks i'm crazy swear to god evil's look back his best match is against tamatanga i think most people have it as hiromu in the new japan cup but um you're not most people much like nia Jax, who's not like most girls you're not like most people um 
is I, a great matchup though, a based on the one. I have a particular set of uh, interests. Yeah, Tamatanga. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I, every like everything else on this tour besides this one show interests mm-hmm. me. That's fair. I think this is the weakest show, to be fair. Uh, also I mean, crazy that it goes New Beginning Osaka and then Fantastic Mania the day after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they do the New Beginning again later in the month. Uh, are you sure? The next day I have here is Road to New Beginning. No, no, no. In Osaka, I said, not Nagoya. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. My bad. Um, yeah. To be fair to what you said, yeah, the where is it? There, the, yes, the January twenty third show and the January twenty fourth show, which are going to be well, even preview here. Well, let's just preview it here. Let's we don't have to. Yeah, that. sure. Why not? What, what, what are we even talking about next week? I don't even know. Um, Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, we're talking the Royal Rumble previewing the Royal Exciting. Rumble. That's like the only WWE pay per view I like previewing. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so there's two on the road to new beginnings, which will uh, not this week, but the following week, January 23rd and the 24th, both Cork and Hall shows. Uh, the 23rd has Watto versus show in a singles match. And then Despi versus Katamaro in the junior heavyweight title match. If they just, if they wrestle, like if those two wrestle, that's going to be a really good match. Uh, when you say these two, you mean Despi and Katamaro? Yeah, I can agree with that. And I think they will. And I think they will. Um, and then on the 24th in the Corgan Hall, you have uh, a special tag match Hiromu Naito versus Doki Sonata. That's uh, fine, okay. but then you have the main event, Shota Umino versus Ren Narita. Yeah, is Jack Perry showing up in Corrigan? I forgot I had to worry about that. <laughs> you have to worry about it now. Um, uh, you're trapped. Um, but yeah. Uh, that should be a fine. Uh, I think we're starting off a little weak, but then uh, we'll pick it up the pace near as we get closer to Osaka. That Osaka is going to be the big show. Uh, February uh, has Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. You kidding me? Yeah, kidding me? Yeah, I'm looking at the card right now, and it's it's uh, ridiculous. Sick. Outside of the tag title match, you don't look at that. <laughs> oh God, I just He's looked not. at it. <laughs> Kenta, is... Kenta and Chase Owens, what a team! I. I will not watch that because obviously I do not watch Chase Owens matches. Um, has a chance to be the worst match of the year. Well, second, nothing touching Kota Bushi. Yeah, the worst, Badly. the worst match where something doesn't go wrong. Look at that six man title match though. Oh, no, no. I'm here for it, baby. Up to Okada? Are you kidding me? Five stars. Probably like nice, comfortable for, but I'll be happy with that. (laughs) Press that. (laughs) I pressed enter on my keyboard and they said evil. So Uh, let's talk about some contract news before we get into TNA Hard to Kill because that's going to be taken. TNA. Sorry. Uh, WB hires former ESPN executive as head of media and production. Uh, This is coming from The Observer. Uh, and well, it was really it's coming from WWE doing a press release. They announced that Lee Fitting, yes, that guy's real name is Lee Fitting, is gonna be the new head of media and production. This, of course, was the title held by Kevin Dunn before he departed from WWE. Uh, if you don't know who Lee Fitting is, well, he's in the news right now. Uh, 
for various reasons. Uh, originally, he were, worked for ESPN for more than 25 years before being let go in August. Uh, this is all written up by The Observer, uh, written up by Joseph Courier. Um, so thank you, Joseph. Uh, his job title of ESPN was the Senior Vice President of Production. He oversaw production of Monday Night Football, College Game Day, and College Football Playoff. He was the guy that, for the past 25 years, has really spearheaded a lot of the uh, college game day, college football playoff stuff um, that that has sort of sweeped the nation for the past 25 years. He's the guy that's kind of been doing a lot of that stuff, especially college game day, um, uh, which makes sense. This is 100% a Nick Khan hire, undoubtedly. Uh, undoubtedly, Nick Khan want to hire this guy. I simply recall uh, when I went in the in the preview leading up to WWE day one last year in Atlanta, Georgia, a Nick Khan talking about how he wants to have a sort of like day one event, uh, much akin to uh, college football about how they have signature events and every single day. Now, granted wrestling has had signature events on days like Thanksgiving or Christmas, but they want specifically one on January 1st. Nick Khan wants that. Uh, and Lee fitting is a guy that pay-per-view. Yeah. And Lee fitting is a guy that's probably going to work to make that happen, or at least help to make that happen. Um, he's also in the news for various other reasons, uh, because, because ESPN really wanted to give their announcers some Emmys. So apparently Lee fitting and maybe some other people working underneath him, uh, sent in a bunch of fake names to help nominate their announcers as, uh, uh, Emmy nominees, uh for you know broadcasting or whatever uh and so so he's in a bit of trouble it's got a lot of national news from him uh but he's going to WWE. it's It's fitting yeah i don't care you don't care about lee fitting you don't have any thoughts i look forward to seeing how wwe is shot with him running though according according to new york post his getting fired from espn last august uh, was in due part because of this whole Emmy scheme that he played, um, apparently. Um, I am only interested in Lee Fitting as the new head of production, uh, as someone that is replacing Kevin Dunn. Getting someone from the outside of wrestling is always a good move. I'm always pro that. Um, and I, especially someone like Kevin Dunn, we talked about when he yeah, left WWE. Big on Billy Corgan running wrestling companies. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just fascinated to see what changes he make. He makes, especially in the look of wrestling. Kevin Dunn has changed forever what wrestling looks like in terms of the camera and the cutting and what it looks like in terms of the actual stages and production. Um, it, you can see that in AEW today. Yeah. You can see that in, 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 in TNA last night. You can see that everywhere. Um I am fascinated to see what Lee fitting changes, what he yeah. keeps, um, and what a what new, if anything, sports production he brings into the wrestling sphere. That I'm truly fascinated to see. This will be more relevant maybe like six months from now, but I'm truly fascinated yeah. to see what happens. As long as my screen doesn't look like this anymore, we're good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> please stop <laughs> please stop sorry i was just i had kevin dunn production guys I'm, my bad my bad 
That's awful. AW hires new chief operating officer, Kosha Irby. He worked from WWE from 2011 to 2018. Uh, again, he's the new COO. He, when he was in it's WWE, classic. he served as the regional director, live events for WWE. So basically, he's the guy booking the buildings, and now he's the new COO uh, of AEW. Woo! They should be fine. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what they means uh, for AEW, but you know, if that means he's going to help book buildings or help fill up the buildings more, 2011 to 2018 is not necessarily the time for that to happen. <laughs> time period I would pick for filling up buildings. Well, for that wasn't his fault. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Like, yeah, he wasn't the one <laughs> booking. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's certainly true. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. I think uh, again, likely fitting. We'll see what his Im- impact is for AEW in the next six months or so. Uh, other contract news: uh, Dirty Dango signed a new deal with TNA. Thank I know God. everyone's excited about thank that. God, <laughs> you're thank God you're excited to see more more Dirty Dango in TNA. Yeah, did not watch his match last night. Thanks for asking. Um, we also have uh black taurus black taurus announced that he is departing from AAA. He he's moving forward as a free agent uh and because he also departed from impact from tna uh he is officially a free agent top down both in america and in mexico he tweeted this out saying just to thank AAA and from and that from now on i will be an independent agent black taurus continues his career in the u.s and mexico as a free agent and why not maybe see CMLL? So this is he's already had the great form. He's had the foot Japan. door. He's had the foot, his door, his foot door. He's had his foot, foot in the door with AEW and Ring of Honor. He's already pitching CMLL. Is this the year where Black Taurus rules even more ass? I'm getting him back at CMLL and I'm getting him in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Do you understand how good Black Taurus would be in New Japan? Of course I understand that. <laughs> I fully who's, understand that. Real question, who's going to be the one to build, to book Black Taurus versus Bad Dude Tito? That's now, my question. That's my No, I'm really excited. Uh, when I saw he, the CMLL thing, the first thing I thought of was Black Taurus versus Hechicero. Black, Black Taurus uh, got wasted completely by impact and triple a yes which by the way they made sure to really uh reignite that partnership last night thank god um to be the I, one they already have <laughs> yeah uh i'm very excited to see what black Tarus does this should be this should be the year that he finally i think breaks out to a wider audience you know what they should do with black Tarus? make him world champion well obviously uh <laughs> He Who's should. They? Which one? <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Okay. He should show up unannounced night one, Fantastic Mania, and work the tour. <laughs> I would, I would fall in love. I would fall in love with CMLL and New Japan all over again. Black Tarus. Oh, he's the guy. He's the guy, baby. Um, uh rossi and stardom announced uh literally this morning uh that megan bain not really contract news but megan bain's last match in stardom will officially be next weekend january 21st and following that she'll be returning to aew presumably i assume she'll be going back to aew since she has a contract there 
So Megan Bain, not really contract news, but Megan Bain ending her time in stardom next weekend. Bye. Nah, she was great in stardom. Let's say um, just bye. She uh she completely broke out much like Mariah May did. Mm-hmm. And uh obviously she already had a contract when she came over, so she she wasn't fighting for a job or anything, but she is someone who is coming back a pretty complete product. And based off of all the AEW stories going on, maybe she her and Deanna, maybe I know she's with Tony. Uh, maybe Chris Statlander. Well, you can do her and Deanna, and then the uh, two of them isn't, against Mar- Mariah May and uh, like isn't 24. Stokely like doing the whole manager thing for Willow and Chris right now? He's or a, trying he, to not really Willow, just trying to pick up Chris specifically. So when Chris ultimately says no, there you go, Megan Bain Ooh. absolutely destroys Chris Statlander, and Stoke is running that. I think, I think her with the manager is actually perfect. Right off of that, um, she she is. I don't know how she is at talking legitimately. I mean, in Japan, she's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's unique. But uh, I think doing it with Chris would be. I, I I think I think her and Chris Statlander as a first program. Whoo, mm-hmm. And I fully agree. Stokely as a manager, or anyone really as a manager. I'm she thinking, is. Yeah. She is. Megan Bain is better at being a silent. Monster, monster just like standing there uh yeah. while stokely hypes her up that's really yeah. what you need she should um, just she should just run through people um yeah i i would i would just because of styles i would book her versus chris truthfully no, i don't know I, I don't i have no idea if that's where they're going but like i'm just thinking like what makes the most sense for the current megan bain yeah it's it's being the one that actually goes with stoke yeah i would love that that's I think that's plausible. Now, Stoke has been waiting to be a manager in this company. The Jade Cargo one fizzled out way too quickly. Mm-hmm. The, the firm, firm didn't work. I that feel got, like that, that exploded. Be... The firm exploded. Was it, the firm exploded because of Punk or MJF? I don't remember which one. Uh, I think it happened because Punk got uh, felt like fighting people. Um, it brawl out. There was a yeah. There was a brawl out. So that died at death quickly. Uh, yeah, I think Megan Bain would be a good spot. I think my only issue with that is that it leaves Willow there as just... Well, she can run through Willow, too. I know, but uh, they set this idea up as Chris and Willow being sort of a tag team, so you would well, almost so want... two people. I was going to say, you almost want Megan Bain to have a, uh, another person with her. Hmm. And I like the idea of Deanna. She's, you know, but she's going after the... the title yeah, if she, if, she was, if she wasn't going after the title, I would agree. Um, um, but I, I guess they could also hold off. You know, we have no idea how long they're gonna how long they're gonna wait until Megan Bain shows up. Yeah, well, I I just wouldn't put Megan and Deanna against each other um, right away because you probably want them both winning. Uh, I'm gonna pull this up. This comment that just came in from Jeff Bugenhagen. Uh, Willow can go to stardom. Well, I, I would say no. <laughs> she's going great in AW. But I think what that prompts up, Jeff, actually, is a great question that I was gonna ask Scotty was. Uh, Mariah May comes in for about a year, heads out. Megan Bain comes about a year, heads out. Um, we need should should stardom should stardom bring. They're about to lose Julia. Presumably, they should maybe bring in like another Gaijin wrestler. Maybe. Yeah, they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna bring someone in. Um, 
And that person's oh. name is Anna J. <laughs> no, no, they'll probably bring in someone from the Indies, truthfully, or yeah. you know, someone unknown. That's what they like to do. They like to they like to build these people up, right? Megan Bame wasn't on AEW television enough for her to be like this. Ma- people was, knew who she, she was. was. A dark, she was a dark wrestler. Then she right. got injured as soon as she signed. Right. So, to me, like this is this is what everyone's goal should be. Like, if you're yeah. a women's wrestler and Stardom's willing to take you in and mold you, you into a better wrestler right. over the course there, of a year, there are the ones who want to get better, and then mm-hmm. there are the ones that just want Stardom on their resume. Sure, that's what Mariah May essentially said in the Chris Jericho interview. And you yeah. know, you could figure out who is who. Yeah, Megan Bain and Mariah May wanted to be better. They wanted to be greater, and look at them now, right? Um, I is think, there someone on the indies you think that fits that fit, or maybe not indies, but maybe low on the AW totem pole, or you know that could fit that fit that resume? Well, low on the AEW totem pole. I mean, Billy Starks once upon a time would have been really cool, um, but she's kind of busy. So yeah, Queen Aminata. Okay, I can agree. I can get on board with Queen. I mean, I Queen Aminata is already really good, but I can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, I think she'd do great. Uh, you kind of look at that Ring of Honor roster, right? That's kind of what I think we're oh, looking. Are we looking at the Ring of Honor roster? Not page? the actual roster. No, no, no. They don't have all these people on there. I just mean the people that pop up on their shows. Um, because that's kind of the best way to get a grasp of who's like kind of in the realm of both indies and um AEW, but like not proven yet. I think Queen Aminata obviously would be fantastic, but I think she's already excellent too. Can so. I throw you some names uh, that are seemingly low on the totem pole of AEW yeah, that maybe sure, could sure, be good? Sure, sure, sure. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, oh, I like this one. I was about to say this one, Jeff. The Renegade Twins. Oh, man. That's I, interesting. I, 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 wanted, I, like I, I wanted them there a year ago. uh i i can be on board with the renegade twins i think queen amanada is also a solid bet um i'd send all three those would be my three mm -hmm. um what about this this is an outside pick uh low on the totem pole but probably could use it what about abaddon no that's fair um uh, I don't look at the, the problem is I was going to look at the Ring of Honor roster page and there's no Ring of Honor roster page. So I got to look at Cage Match to find this info out. To think, come up with more names. Renegade Twins, name, really, brother. Renegade Twins, I, I think are there. They could be a really solid pick. The Renegade Twins would be perfect. They um, have a good. They have a really good foundation. They just yeah. need something on top of it. They work. Now I will say this: He pitches the Twins in Club Venus. No, I don't. No, no, no. They're not a Club Venus team. They're like. Um, they're like a way to tie energy. That's the problem. That's everyone needs to be in Club Venus. <laughs> it feels like because they don't have anyone. Mina is literally by herself. Yes. So um, they could definitely uh, completely change that group. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think those are probably the what about best. Trisha Dora. What about Trisha Dora? I mean, I feel like New Japan. New Japan literally has a system. Do they not like the mm-hmm. New Japan Which Academy? Trisha Dora was in. What? What? Why aren't they just sending those people? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that make sense? What about Sky Blue? Do you want to see more Sky Blue? No. 
Let's move on. Uh, Mickey James uh, is no longer part of TNA. Impact not get the WWE job. Free agency signing. Instead, she is joining Ohio Valley Wrestling as part of the (laughs) new creative director and executive producer uh, for Ohio Valley Wrestling. Ohio Valley. That doesn't get you excited. I don't know what does. Yeah, of course, they were territory, developmental of territory for WWE from 2000 to 2008. They were in a documentary series this past year. Um, that's, and they have, congratulations. Kind of they've just been kind of floating out there. And now they can con- associated. I want to say congratulations to Jordan Patu, uh, the only person I see watch this company. Um, this is a big day. Um, uh-huh. Otherwise, I do not have much feeling. I'm not gonna say I don't care. I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. We'll see. Um, but I, I, I it's not a bad thing. I it's just it's definitely, not a, a, it's definitely not a bad thing for OVW. Uh it, it, it gets it might get some eyes on OVW. Maybe this is our best chance to find some prospects for Stardom. Hmm. OVW. Let's look. Let's look up. No, no, OVW. no. Get to TNA. Just get to TNA. I'm done. I, I'm done looking at the stupid roster stuff. No. if i looked at the ovw roster page i and i just saw, if i just saw names okay thank think god there's an ovw roster page they have pictures freya the slayer no. now we're talking baby uh oh my god these people layla gray's in here <laughs> layla gray's working ovw i, I thought she was she, in AEW. i think that's where she wrestles chalance royale hollywood Haley j dream girl ellie now we're talking, my guy. Oh, Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd working here. I forgot that they do that. Big Al, Alice Crowley. Now we're into it, baby. Send all these people to stardom. Here we go. Uh, Big Beef is here. Good for him. Good spot for Big Beef. Crystal White. That's an actual name. I'm wrestler. this close to muting you. <laughs> TNA, hard to kill. Uh, happened also this last night. Las Vegas, Nevada. 1,600 in attendance. This is the debut show of the newly christened TNA. And I got to say, Scotty, it's new paint. Same foundation. I frustrating episode said to TNA you, television. This isn't TV. Um, huh? <laughs> I said to you midway through the show. <laughs> there, were, there definitely were commercials in between the matches. I said, I am completely out. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like on the brink of saying, we're not covering this company anymore. Like that's how angry I was with this show. And this is a rough show. This is a rough show. And if it wasn't for the most wanted man, I would be completely out on this company. Can you believe there are two people from this show? That made me get interested in the show. Nick Nemeth is one of them. And weirdly enough, the other one was Alex Hammerstone. Yep. That's yep. that says something about this company. Yeah. You don't yeah. I don't have anything to say. TNA World, uh, TNA Knockouts World Title Normal Contendership Knockouts Ultimate X Match. Uh, Giselle Shaw gets the win by defeating Alicia Edwards, Danny Luna, Jody Threat, Tasha Steeles, and Zaya Brookside. We found out after the fact uh, that along with Dana Luna, Zaya Brookside has officially announced that she is signed with TNA. 
So, you know, nice little pickup. Bringing up Brookside, bringing in Danny Luna. I think those are solid pickups for a company like TNA. Speaking Um, of wanting to have stardom on the resume. (laughs) (laughs) Not a shocker there. Um, She's just trying to get back in the WWE. We can all call it. Um, (laughs) Robbie, uh, I'd still work there. Let's take it so long. No, her her dad can get her back in the company. Uh, that's how bad it is. Um, but yeah, Zaya Brookside, Daniel Luna, I think there's a solid tickets for a company like TNA. Uh, then this match itself, I think I went three flat on it. You know, solidly good. I uh, I forgot the show started at eight. I don't know why. Every show starts at eight, but I completely forgot. So I missed this and the dango whatever match but i saw giselle shaw one so i was like all right the right thing happened cool yeah giselle shaw wins now we're gonna get down the line giselle shaw versus spoiler alert jordan grace they gotta get behind giselle shaw yeah i think she's the person you bump up if you're losing if you're seemingly losing trinity uh which all report all reports suggest that they are (laughs) you think you think money was there because she was just having a match money how fast were you trying to click to that that bit because are you clicking it so i made sure not to <laughs> Fair uh yeah no you're losing someone at the top of trinity you got to bump someone up giselle shawl's the right person to bump up uh and then you bring in a couple new it's just good roster movement and you bring in two new Danny uh, Luna's a good roster. signing danny luna i think she looked good here i i they gave her a lot of shine uh, i thought she looked pretty good in what she was able to do they need um Alicia Edwards uh did not look good, but continue they need a big signing. Well, they you needed one they need a world shaking signing. Oh <laughs> I no, I understand what you're completely what you're saying. Next match, single match between PCO versus Dirty Dango. It ends in a disqualification when Alpha Bravo gets involved after one minute and twenty-four seconds. Then uh that was in the best form of this match. Then they beat up PCO. Then Rhino comes out to save the day. And then Santino Morella comes out, who's like the director of authority or whatever. And he makes a, a six-man tag match. Alpha Bravo, Dirty Dango, and Oleg Prudius, which of course is the old Vladimir Kozlov. Uh, they team up against PCO, Rhino, and Jake something. I was texting you about this match as I was watching it. And uh, by the way, this match, this whole segment uh, stunk ass. Um, But I texted you while I was watching it. And I was just like, you know, I like seeing Jake something. I wish TNA has been doing more stuff with Jake something for the past. I don't know. How long has he been in this company? Three years, four years? He left for a little bit. He left for barely a little bit. Uh, He's been in it since 2019. like a year. He has impact on his cage match every single year since 2019. All right. Now I have to tell you when he left. You jerk. Okay, go right ahead. I fully agree with Jeff Bugenhagen here. Uh, Jeff, that's my point. Jake, something deserves more than this. It was almost exactly a year. He left um, August 7, 2022, and he came back July 15, 2023. I I don't know what's up with this guy and how Something! I broke him. That got me. Uh, I don't know what's necessarily up for this guy's this guy, but I feel like he has it in him to be something better. He never has gotten any sort of shot to do that. 
uh, and he leaves for a year, goes to AEW Ring of Honor for like half a second, cup of coffee, doesn't really do anything there either. It just feels like this guy's just been floundering forever. And I don't I don't know what the deal is. He's 34. I guess that makes him older. I don't know, man. I don't know. He did four dates in New Japan Strong. Yes. Uh, last year, he faced Brody King, Eddie Kingston, Juice Robinson, Shigo Takaki. Yes. It's like a, it's a hitter's row of people just to randomly face in your New Japan career. Mm-hmm. And then they just didn't book him anymore. Um. This is 2022 you're talking, right? You should have went to Noah. Jake, something in Noah could be interesting. Listen, they would Noah, push him. Noah might be cooking again. They, 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 they're turning, they're turning on the oven. You know, they, the, yeah. they, they flicked it on, seeing, seeing if it could cook, see mm-hmm. if they can cook a little. We don't know yet. We, we got to pump the brakes. I would argue that Noah isn't necessarily turning the oven on. I th- or slow turning the- cooking. I don't well, I don't think they're slow cooking. I think they're currently in the microwave and they're on reheat. <laughs> they are no 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 no. They're using a um I don't know. A slow a, a slow cooker is what you're trying yeah, to think of. There's a specific name for the slow cooker that I can't think of. But... I was gonna say neti pot, but that's definitely not right. Uh no. that would be a that would be a terrible way to <laughs> to uh, 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 do slow cooking. We can move on. Uh we'll move on to another uh crock pot. Crockpot, yes, a classic. They got the uh, crockpot cooking. Hopefully, it uh, comes out well. Uh, Jeff is cracking me up. Jeff is on my comedy level wavelength right now. Uh, Noah has an easy bake oven. Now we're talking, baby. TNA <laughs> um, Knockouts Tag Team Title Match: MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masha Slimovich lose their titles. I believe everyone except for Chris Saban lost the title this show. Oh no, I take that back. Um, Killer Kelly, Masha Slamovich lose her titles to the returning, re-debuting, re-gimmick-fying Havoc and Rosemary. Decay is back. Give us one star. Um, I did one here, and a quarter because the finish looked nice. <laughs> here's here's the good news. Masha Slamovich should be elevated. And by the time Bound for Glory comes around, she should be winning this title. The knockouts title. Uh, here's the bad news. This match <laughs> stunk so bad. <laughs> no, Ryan's a big Killer Kelly fan, so I try. No, and- uh, no, <laughs> I can't. E- Scotty, I cannot even go along with that bit. You can't even do the bit. Can't even get through the bit. She did a body slam bad. It, she on. did a bad looking body slam at one point. She's got point. a lot of fans though, man. Don't I know what butt you're trying to push, and I'm not ready to feel that <laughs> do that. I know you cannot. I know what button you're trying to push, and I am not get I am not ready for that take to be on the internet. So we're gonna move right along. <laughs> we're gonna move right along, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jeff Bugenhagen with a solid question. Is Masha's contract almost up? I honestly I don't hope know. So. I hope so. <laughs> I would love. Um mostly mostly because I want to interview Masha Slamovich and Impact will not let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> um I love Masha. Like Masha's so good. She had this great match in TJPW to kick off the year and it gets me and Masha. And I was like, man, this we need more of this. 
Mm-hmm. And then watch this show. I'm I am looking to see Master Slam versus Jordan Grace for the Knockouts title is going to be awesome. Uh, they did that like I think years. I think that was Jordan. It might have been Deanna when when Masha first came in. Probably and they had like the winning streak. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know when she signed. I checked Fightful's like contract thing, and they don't have uh exactly uh her contract expiration date news, but she came into the company in 2022. That's how can I get Masha Slamovich to start? How can I do that? Oh no, she came into the company the very tail end. Uh uh well not really. I don't I doubt she signed here, but she came in for one match in September of 2021 for that yeah, all the women's paper show, right? Yeah. Uh, and then she came back in 2022 in January. So maybe they signed her at some point there, late 2021. Um, Congrats to uh, um, Impact TNA, by the way. Another company to do a all-woman show and then never follow up on it. Well, part of the reason is that the all-woman show made no money because none of the fans talk about it on Twitter or watch the show. I watched the show. I thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah, it was a pretty good show. Um, TNA X Division title three way match. Uh, right before this, of course, we got the long awaited ret- uh, contract signing between AAA and TNA. Oh, yeah. Cool. Knew that. Knew that uh, in my life. They ran a joint show like last month. Sure did. <laughs> what a waste of time. What a waste of goddamn time. I, I don't understand the point. They brought him out. They brought Vikingo out, and it was just like, why are we signing a con- Why are we doing this? For Vikingo. You're not signing Vikingo, though, unless this means Vikingo is exclusive to TNA now. No chance in hell. No chance in hell. Exactly. And, and, the son of Viking. The only interesting thing about this bit would be that if it meant that AAA was exclusive to TNA. That That would be like, oh, that's news. Otherwise, it's a waste of my time. That would be great. You know why? Because that would mean CMLL can work with everyone else. That would be great. That would be great. They pretty much already do now, to be fair. At this point, we're an hour into this pay-per-view, and I'm losing my entire gourd. But we get to the TNA X-Division title match. Yes, Scotty? I don't remember when I said I'm out. But it was definitely around this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Saban defeats El Hijo del Vikingo versus and Kushida. Um, I thought this match was really, really good. Uh, I, the the beginning, I don't really, weird, weird thing with a lot of matches last night. A lot of beginnings were slow. And I don't necessarily think this beginning was slow. It was just like less high flying than I expected. It's very um, contained. Yes, it was very contained, and I was kind of su- surprised by how contained it was. Um, but ultimately, in the closing stretch, it got way better. That second half was way better than the first. If they did the entire second half like uh, they did the entire first half, I should say, like the second half, I would have been way better into it. Currently, has eight, uh, eight zero eight point zero four on cage match, and I think that's a little too high, honestly. Uh, but the second stretch, I totally get, was really good. Uh, Chris Saban retained three and a half, tied for my highest rating on the show. I think it was also at three and a half. Um, we can look that up real quick, but I believe it was also at three and a half. Yeah, it was just a solid wrestling at the end of it and just took a little too long to get there. Uh, In my opinion, this was the um, this was the floor. They hit they hit the floor of where they could have went with this match. 
I I could agree with that. I could totally agree with that. They have I a went, much higher ceiling. A three and a half. I, I thought Kashida looked good, but by the way, Kashida new gear signing that TNA contract gets new gear from it. Finally, a new paper, and he got pinned. His, his third piece of gear. I, I kind of thought that Kashida would win here, especially since he signed, but but uh, alas. Uh, singles match: Josh Alexander versus Alex Hammerstone. I was shocked how well worked this match was. I thought this match was really good. I also went three and a half on his on this match. I was shocked that now there were bits in it where you know I had minor gripes throughout. Uh, you but all what's that? Me minor gripes? I had to make my joke again. <laughs> that's the spinoff to Ring Plus Radio is minor gripes. Ooh, um, ooh, that's a good show. That's good. It could be minor yeah. gripes. But minor minor, minor gripes. gripes, where we talk about every minor gripe we have in the world. Yes. Uh, I was kind of shocked about how well Alexander and Hammerstone did here. Honestly, if I was TNA, no, you I watched this match. You're a major match. leaguer. I'm, I'm a major leaguer at heart. If I was TNA, I would 100% sign Hammerstone after this. This guy came in to this company. The crowd barely knew who he was. Almost nobody knew who he was. And by the end of it, they're cheering his name. Now, they're not all of them are cheering his name. They're not super into it. But uh, he got over to a certain extent. And I think I don't they know why did I find a... that so funny. <laughs> like, not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> not everyone liked him. But solid foundation. He's proved that he can get over with some fans. Yeah. Uh, which is a good foundation to start. Um, yeah, they just worked. It's interesting because they worked like this sort of uh, like heavyweight uh world title style sure. uh but it no you know t- no title on the line and i think it just really worked it was just really effective uh and yeah i would sign hammerstone if i was scott Demore, but uh maybe put all his money into that triple a basket what do you think about this uh well i'm scott e um yeah, so scott i would e I, I think what do you just say keep going can you just keep going you say okay um, you know what Hammerstone could, you know what Hammerstone could be? He could be like a W Morrissey signing. Yeah. A lot of people doubt yeah. him coming in, you know, like a whatever. And then he proves everyone right or wrong. I should say he proves himself right. Yes. And I think builds his stock. And I think that's exactly what he can be. Uh, very good showing here. Obviously, he had a great dance partner in Alexander to help that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a guy that could be world champion for them. Like, I mean, look who's world champion now. He could definitely be world champion for them. I mean, uh, Moose, really? We'll get uh, to him. We'll get I, to him. I, I'm excited for this guy because I think a lot of people wrote him off after the MLW run, the title run that he had. Because, right, they built him up, built him up, built him up, felt like this big thing, and it just didn't click like I think they wanted it to. Um, I, I think there's a lot of potential here. I think he they there needs to be a graphic that says TNA signs Alex Hammerstone. Yeah. Um, like, as soon as possible. I think that is probably the best move that they can make. Is he working? Do we know it all? Is he working the Snake Eyes TV taping stuff? Uh, not as of yet, but he can. You know, I wonder if he works. If he works tonight's television taping, I would be more. 
I think it's very interesting, by the way, not to give, not to spoil this, but Nick Nemeth did not get a TNA size Nick Nemeth. No, but I don't think they need it by the end of it by ripping off the shirt and revealing a TNA t-shirt. I think, I think we knew what was happening. That's what you think, but they do it for everyone. (laughs) They've been doing it for everybody. They did it for, Um, they did it for people that were already signed. That is true. They did re-signed, (laughs) re-signed the TNA. Uh, Yeah, I would sign Hammerstone in a, in a flash. Um, uh, Jeff Bugenhagen again. Jake something Hammerstone as a tag? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I would against each other. other. I would, again, maybe. I'll, maybe maybe against each other. They get respect, and then they go form a tag team? That, that would be a good, like, put them in a random match on a pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. And just let them steal the show. Yep. Like, unexpectedly type thing, and that's how you get both of them over. Yeah. It's not about who wins. It's about getting each other over together. Yes. Um, I mean, Alex Harrison has one of the best finishers in wrestling. The pendulum. The, main, the nightmare pendulum. pendulum. That thing's sick. The crowd lost their minds when he hit that thing. Mm-hmm. More, I, I'm hopeful for him. I'm rooting for him. Me too. Uh, TNA World Tag Team Title four-way match. This is ABC, Ice Austin, Chris Bay, successfully defending their titles against grizzled young veterans, uh, the Rascals. Uh, Mike Bailey and the uh, sub, the substitution, Laredo Kid, because Trent Seven couldn't make a flight, um, I believe. Oh, uh, big win. Big win. Big win. I thought this match was great. Uh, nonstop action uh, all over the place. Total nonstop action? Some would argue. Some would argue total you gotta, nonstop you action. You got to do that now. I mean, it's part of the name. <laughs> uh, it ruled. ABC are great tag team. Grizzled Young Veterans, again, a team that if you haven't signed them, what are you doing? Uh, the Rascals always look good here. Laredo Kid did good in his spots. Um, yeah, just like everyone, all these people are so good. Grizzled Young Veterans working like a great tag team style. Laredo Kid and Mike Bailey just doing their their insanity all over the place. The Rascals also being good, uh, and the ABC being good, solid foundations for this this uh, this match. Um, just I want more of this. I want more of this in TNA. Build TNA like this should be like this is what feels like old X Division nonsense, where it's just like non-stop action all over totally. the place, uh, totally all over the place. Um, this is what it feels like. This energy is what that X Division felt like. And I didn't feel it in the earlier match, the X Division, actual X Division title match. I felt it here. And this is what I want. I am an insane man, apparently, though, because I went four and Cage Match has it at 6.96, at like three and a half. I disagree. I flipped on the X Division. They thought the X Division title match was better. I don't care. This match was good. This, these tag team wrestlers are good. Crazy action for 14 minutes. They have great tag team wrestling by the vets uh, and great high flying from Kid and the Rascals. And, and you know, Ice Austin messed up at one point, but who cares? They do good stuff. Get Do more of this. Why not? I'd rather see this than Moose. You good? <laughs> I think I am. Um, so here's I my... Know, I didn't realize I had that in me. Here's my type. Didn't either. Here's my take on this match. This match made the show suffer. Wow. Because these eight people should be spread throughout the show. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I I was gonna I was I wanted to scare you first and then bring you back in. No, these these eight these eight guys 
are uberly talented, especially, and I say this every time we talk about this stupid yep. company. Yep. Ace Austin and Chris Bay, I'm sick of waiting on these guys. Ace Austin should have been Impact World Champion four years ago, and he still hasn't been. And he's gotten better. <laughs> he's gotten yeah, better. he's awesome. Bay's awesome. Like, these two should be in your main event scene for years to come, and hopefully they are after the tag title stuff runs out. Um, Girls with Young Vets, listen, I realize they're probably not signing with TNA. Um, I just think that they... They want to stay free for a while after the WWE stuff, so I get it. Yeah, they don't want to be locked down. They should go to uh, New Japan. Um, I just if only just if only they if only Japan. World Tag League was earlier in the year. Just gonna keep sending people to New Japan until it works. Um, they can work to Windy. Oh, them Windy City Riot against El Fantasmo and Hickle. Yeah, I really got you. You were excited for a second there, and then you realized it. Um, then I realized who it is. Who it would be against? I think Speedball is obviously excellent. He's always good in these multi-man matches. Always yeah. stand out. It was nice to see Laredo Kid actually do something. I haven't seen Laredo Kid wrestling forever. Um, and the Rascals, okay. the Rascals get here's Laredo here's kid, I, Laredo Kid looking a little bigger. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he's in his Rey Mysterio. Era. He's in the Rey Mysterio singlet era, yeah, and I was right. like, uh oh. <laughs> hey, Rey Mysterio's uh-oh. good in the singlet. Um, thirty-seven oh. years old. What Rado I was kid? saying, I remember what I was saying. Uh, the Rascals have gotten a lot better. Like they've gotten readjusted with each other. Does yeah. that make sense? Because like when Zachary Wentz first came in, I just don't think they were fully on page. Like I think. Yeah, Zach, Zach Wentz obviously got comfortable with wrestling with um, Wesley. I couldn't remember his WWE name. I was like Desmond Xavier. What the hell? Is, what the hell is his name? Wesley. Like they they were great together. Obviously, those yeah. two. And I think Trey and Wentz are now figuring out each other again. Yeah. And I'm I keep saying it. Trey was a singles guy for bring in Myron Reed. I know. Complete the trifecta. Um. But yeah, I think I think all eight of these guys, if not if we don't if we discount the Grizzled Young Veterans, say the six, mm-hmm. they should make these shows greater by being spread out. Um because I think there's just other tag teams that can still do this. Um but either way, really solid match. Um I wasn't as high on it as you, but I still I still think that the these guys are what make the future of TNA exciting and they should be the guys that carry yeah. it on. And I can't say that enough about ABC and I'm going to keep saying it till they do it. They should bring in Myron Reed as part of the rascals and put him in the X division. Uh, yeah. I don't see. Absolutely. I like Myron Reed. He's not doing anything. He's just wrestling like GCW. What what's cause what's frustrating about that. Th- this, what I like about this energy, why I bring it up as like, this has the X division energy of old yes. is that this is, for the most part, I'll say a the lot X of Division younger wrestlers? guys. What's that? The X Division wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. This is a lot of younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, obviously. Trey Miguel's 29. James Drake is 30. Zachary Wentz is 29. Laredo Kid's the oldest here at 37. Jesus Christ. Um, but like, I see this and I'm just like, you know, you have versus your X Division of, 
you know, Vikingo's obviously the youngest at 26, but you have Kushida at 40 and Chris Sieben at 41. You know, like, and Vikingo's not staying in this company. It's like your X Division, nothing against Chris Sieben. He's a solid wrestler. But, like, this doesn't, the X Division title scene doesn't give me X Division title scene of old. It's the tag division that's doing that. And this is what they need to focus on yeah. and showcase more. Um, Chris Sabin's more of a main event style wrestler now. That makes yeah. sense. Like he just because yeah. he doesn't have the same speed, but he's still great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think overall. But here's the thing: I also want Ace and Bay to not have to be in the exhibition forever. So it's like yeah. it's like that pickle, right? I yeah. put Steve Macklin somewhere, anywhere. You, this here's the problem with TNA. Okay. They got a lot of older guys now that I'm looking at the roster. By they the do, they do, but like wrestling has a lot of older guys. They True. one, they need to sign young talent that they can make their own, like Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Hello. Bring in, bring in Myron Reed. You know what they should also bring in? I'm just gonna pick a random name off the Indies. Alec Price. I feel like he would fit great in TNA. Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't see a problem with that at all. I think uh, they should have, they should have signed Brian Keith. Um, yep. I'd say Brian Keith, Tyus Alexander. On that one. Tyus Alexander, bring him in. They had their chance for Brian Keith. Tyus Alexander's uh, next up when he comes back from Noah. Um, what a weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I think they have the right pieces in place. Like Macklin should have been on the show, right? These guys could have been spread out and made this a better show. Uh, like that's the way I look at this, and I think there's pieces here for TNA to be very good i just think that they need to get in their heads who matters most and who's should be leading them and let me tell you something it ain't most they need to and this is i think the frustrating this is why i start off the review with and and i know we're going way over two hours by the way um but this is why we started the review about like this is just new paint for old impact it list list off the names that TNA is bringing in. Nick Nemeth, exciting right now. It, that, that's a good one. I'm fine with that. Ash by Excellence, the old Dana Brooke, Top Dalla, AJ Francis. They brought in Vikingo for a one shot here. They're bringing in Osprey and Okada for one shot. Those are all fine, but those are all one shots. Those aren't going to matter. I'm talking about signings. Um, other than that, I think that's all the. Oh, Trent Seven and Kashida. Again, Kushida's 40. Trent Seventh probably up there as well. And then in the women's division, Zaya Brookside and Danny Luna. The only young talent it feels like they are signing. Zaya Brookside 25, Dana Luna 24. Only young talent. Inside a single young male roster member. They have so many older roster members here that are just still around from impact that you know we can name a billion. Jordan Oliver, sign him. Alec Price, Tyus Alexander, Brian Keith, you know, you can't sign him anymore probably, but um, there's so many other young indie guys out there that aren't being used at all yeah. and that you can easily fill up an X division with. Have them all face they each should, other. Um, they should be the home for, I said this to you last night, I think. Like, why are they not the home for the New Japan Strong guys that don't oh. do anything besides New Japan Strong? Jeff Bugenhagen brought up a great Southern. Bad Southern dude, guy. Tito? No, no. Bojack on the Indies. Oh, Bojack's good. 
that would be a solid solid bet as well. There's just so many young indie guys out there right now that are really killing on the indies that TNA is honestly the spot that should be signing up all these people, and why, TNA is not. Why are the strong guys not on TNA? That's a great point. Bad why, Dude is, Tito, why, why aren't you bringing in Fred Rosser and Bad Dude Tito and Tom Wall? Uh, you know Tom Wall is doing MLW again. Uh, but why aren't you bringing in Fred Rosser and Bad Dude Tito and Kevin Knight and right? Like, yeah, they make the most sense here. Kevin Knight was there. Yes. Last night. Wait, but, wait last night? <laughs> yeah, he took a picture in the crowd. <sighs> That's frustrating. Is he or injured something. or something? What's happened with him? I don't know. Maybe he goes there and teams with Kushida. Uh, maybe tomorrow or tonight. Yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah, it just Kevin Knight would be another great person to have. Like, oh my th- god, yeah. You yeah. and I, we just named five, six, seven people that can easily create an X division roster that would all be super cheap, and they're probably, honestly, and no offense to him, I think he's a great get for what this company could use right now. You can probably sign all six of those people for a cheaper price tag than Nick Nemeth. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Again, no offense hey, to Nick Nemeth. We are not, we're not, we not attacking the most wanted right now. He is a more valuable signing. I get it. But I think that you can bring in six X Division roster members that can give new blood, new life into this company that they have. I think they could still do that with Nick Nemeth. That's the thing. They've, that, they've been talking about, oh, we have the money. We have the money. You just do it then. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, we have the I'm money. We're talking. throwing our money at Okada, throwing out money at a uh, at Osprey. Uh, Osprey. Okay. What, Something the, tells me you didn't sign Nick Nemeth for every dollar you were giving Will Osprey. Yeah, that that would be shocking. If I heard that, I would be upset. I'm like, you're kidding me with that. Nick Nemeth got paid a lot of money for a lot of years. Oh yeah. He just I don't think he's out here looking for the money. He's doing every date under the sun, essentially. Uh another guy that isn't like uh, I, I don't think he's young, or at least like I don't think he's young. <laughs> I don't I don't think he's young, but he has been around. Yeah. For, oh, he actually is super young. Oh, Adam Priest is another guy in like yeah, the territories going. I would bring in. He would be a great heel, small heel roster guy that would work great in the X division. I get that he, he would fit short. the um, He'd fit the mold of like the Petey Williams yes. type guys, you know. Yes. Oh my of god! The, you know, we just named a crap ton of great roster members. That why are these all people? This is a great roster of indie guys. You just scoop up real quickly and start next division with. Make and, their own. It's about and making instead, them their we're own. signing top dollar. Like I don't, I don't know why they saw Ace Austin and how what he became by signing him, and we're like, yeah, let's never do that again. Yes. Why? It is, Why? Seemingly, it is seemingly not in Scott Demore's interest to do stuff like this. Well, it's in mine. It's and in my mine. name's Scott, so that should matter. And my name's Ryan, and that doesn't maybe matters less, or I don't know. Ryan uh, Nemeth? Ooh, I'm the Ryan Nemeth of this podcast. Oh, God, I hate that. That means I'm most wanted. Nick Nemeth. Nice. That's, that feels true, and that hurt my ego so quick, so quickly, and I said it. <laughs> I said it about myself. I, wish, I really wish we had a Nick Nemeth button. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> I don't know. Money. Speaking of, TNA Knockouts World title match was on the line here, of course. Jordan Grace defeats Trinity. Let's close. Let's, we got to close up the show. Defeats Trinity. Yeah, we're going long. <laughs> Last match before she leaves and heads out uh, to the Royal Rumble. 
Uh, T- M- Monet was in attendance uh, along with Bailey. Bailey. Uh, we're in attendance for this match, seemingly. Um, yeah. So, this match, I, I, I thought that Trinity for the first heart was getting manhandled and looked a little bit out of her depth. I think Jordan Grace is just such a great wrestler, and I think just it was like too... I so I had the thought after the match where it was like I felt like Trinity was out of her depth here a little bit. Looking back on it, this is the kind of match that I wish Trinity was having more. I wish Jordan Grace beat her six months ago, and then Trinity was able to wrestle Jordan Grace more for have a proper feud or Diana for a proper feud or something. Because yeah. Jordan Grace is a really great wrestler, and Trinity honestly needs to face more Jordan Graces. I'm glad she got one match out of it, but if they had a full-on feud before Trinity left for the Royal Rumble, that would make Trinity such a better wrestler. Um, and sadly, it isn't happening. But uh, the match was... I, I don't know what I went on it. Mean, I went three and a quarter. It was, good. It, was, it was pretty good, but it was, it was whatever. I think Jordan Grace is excellent. Me too. I think she's really uh, found it over the past two years or so. Yeah. And... Uh, I like her as champion to lead this. She's kind of their new women's division ace with Deanna gone. Jordan Grace is also 27 years old. Jesus, these people are yeah. so young. Yeah, she... Um, this... <laughs> God. She, I I liked the way they mapped this out of her dominating. Like, this was the way to put her over, but Trinity kind of keeps fighting back, fighting back, fighting back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think Jordan's great. Like, that's got my whole takeaway. It's hard to, like, I thought Trinity was fine in this match. She's going back to WWE, so it's like whatever. It's also it's it's like the um, Julia thing from earlier in the show, where it's just like it's hard. Well, to this is it. to to an extreme where I don't near. I'm not nearly as invested in Trinity as I am Julia. So fair, fair. Um, but yeah, like this had to happen. I think Giselle Shaw versus Jordan Grace. If they give that time and that make that few work, maybe it could be something. Hopefully, very good for them. Uh, but I'm excited to see what uh, Jordan Grace does now that she's back on top and kind of hopefully finally getting her super run, truthfully, as champion. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. And uh, she can work. She has a little couple new roster members to work and, and get better. And seemingly, Masha could be free. Uh, Giselle That's is obviously going to be next up. That, Ash by Elegance. Man. I couldn't what believe a te- what a terrible name, by the way. Ash by elegance. What garbage name is that? Am I gonna? Are they? Is the commentary when she's wrestling gonna be like, "All right, elegance goes up to the top rope"? It's Dana Brooke for God's sakes. I'm not gonna say anything. I made my thoughts perfectly clear to you last night. Yeah, and we're keep it that way. TNA. World title match. Moose defeats Alex Shelley in 21 minutes and 33 seconds. This match, Scotty, was a arm match with Alex Shelley breaking Moose's arm, arm for, match. for 20 minutes straight. Moose hits one spear, gets the win. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. Like, it wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't anything to write home about. You know, like, that. that's kind of been the Alex yeah. Shelley run. Alex Shelley had a lot better matches on the indies as a heel. Yes, I fully he, agree with that. He wasn't a heel here, so that doesn't help. Like he's doing like the heel main event match that he does on the indies, but he's a baby face. Yes. So it's like okay, 
He is. Um, I, I fully agree with what you're saying. He is a better indie champion right now than he is the TNA World Champion. Yeah, because he's two different characters. We talked about this recently. I think in the preview, I was. I remember looking up his his yeah. stuff, and it's just like there's not a lot of. I liked the Alexander match, and that was really all I could remember. Um, the most winning one. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Moose winning sucks. And I should say, Moose, this is a new faction by Moose. This is Brian Myers, Moose, Alicia Edwards, Eddie Edwards, and this is a great return, D'Angelo Williams. I I saw him come out during the match. I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, that's awesome. (laughs) D'Angelo Williams, unsure if he's going to wrestle, but he is at least as part of this faction, uh, D'Angelo Williams. So that that helped lead Moose to the victory, I should say. But yeah. I still think him as champion is so boring, but um, congrats. Congrats to Moose. I guess. I mean, hey, being loyal eventually gets you a world title. I know this is like his second or third, but. Yeah. It's it's just frustrating because it is just like. New era, same thing. Yeah. you. I, I fully wanted something new out of TNA. And not only did I not get that, I got a lack of that. If we were going to the same thing, I wish it was Josh Alexander. Yes. Right. I would rather his, reign, his reign didn't end the right way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Steve Macklin, whose reign was two seconds. I, I'm just so I, I, well, I'm I'm disappointed. That's where I'm at in TNA. I'm disappointed. At least we got Nick Nemeth. Who knows how many pay-per-view buys or whatever was on this. And I'm just, I walked away not excited, except until Nick Nemeth walked out, ripped off his Motley Crue shirt, revealing a TNA logo and a great energetic, exciting moment. That's a real Uh, pro wrestler. Yeah. That was a really exciting moment. And that was the most exciting thing probably on the show. Um, Your next TNA world champion, your next IWGP global champion. Here we go. Here we go, baby. I hope he signs with no one. He's the most wanted man. He has to be wanted. He's got to be wanted. He's going to be wanted by everybody. Um, I, I, I was thinking about like the things I'm most excited about in wrestling so far this year. Yeah. I came up with five. And Nick Nemeth was on the list. <laughs> Which, if you told me that when he got released, I would have said no chance in hell. <laughs> who, yeah. Who top five wrestlers that you're currently interested invested in to see uh, for the here, new year for the new year right right or right now yeah right now i am at kanto miyahara number one of a bullet sure i don't have um in order but go ahead continue uh, the rest of this is not in order but i know for a fact kento's number one okay. nick nemeth is in there i would honestly after last night i'm intrigued by jack perry i think he is, wow. he is, he is there's something interesting say that uh, two more, two more, two more. Um, Nick Nemeth made the list. All right, I got mine. Yeah, please let me um, think. My my list ended up being well. Obviously, it was Mayu, but that's just my list. Like, that doesn't change. <laughs> um, um, where the hell did my list? Go? Okay, he Mayu. It was Aphrodite because they're champions. It was sure. Yuzuki, the rookie. Yeah. The big rookie, Samoa Joe, Nick Nemeth, and I have one more for you since I did uh, triple start. Um, and where's my list here? Here's my list here. Oh, the Stinger. 
Yeah, that's fair. Stink. I'm trying I'm to. Th- very... I was, I'm trying to think of like who in a- AEW right now. I'm like actively interested in watching. Mine's just Samoa Joe. Like I when just... he had his segment the other night, I was like, my god, the AEW World Championship feels important again. A part of that, I think. If I had to pick one person, person from AEW that I'm like actively invested in right now, I might be Adam Page. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. He would be my second choice. It would be, it would be Joe. I, I actually, I don't really care about Sting because I already know what we're doing now. Like we're just gonna wait till the last match. So it would be Joe, Hangman, Swerve. Yeah, and then like. I don't, know. Uh, I don't know. And I think number fifth on my list is Jinder Mahal. All right. That is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Uh, that is it. We will be back next hey. week. But before <laughs> we go, we got our match of the week and our plugs to give y'all. Scotty, what is your match of the week? A match that we have not discussed on this show that you watched in this past week that you want the people to know about and to watch? Yeah. Um, I actually got to watch some old wrestling. that's my gimmick i know i know um and uh, i watched just this crazy i i need to find exactly who it was um i watched a old joshi match from i believe it was fmw oh okay um it was megumi kudo versus if i could ever find it god tweet much buddy what a, <laughs> oh my god oh there it is um Magumi kudo versus combat toyota right okay and it was like this can i play the clip on this if it's an old match that no one owns uh yeah i yeah uh, yeah yeah, right. yeah. I'm just going to show everyone the clip. It went crazy. Like, I tweeted it, and it got. Was this the... I'm looking at, I'm looking it up online. Was this a file that also had no rope electrified barbed yes. wire deathmatch? Yes. Yes. Right. Putting that and it was insane. Later. It was a good, like... It was a, it was a, like, David versus Goliath story. It's, like, very slow in the beginning, but when you build up to what it ultimately becomes, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was just very different from what I usually watch. So, like, I, that's why I'm recommending it. Like, it's not like for me, it's not like the greatest match I've ever seen or anything. Sure, but it's just like super exciting. I think this is the clip that I'm going to play for everyone. All right. So again, if you're watching this on video, you'll see the clip. If you're watching this audio, just imagine uh, two Joshi wrestlers uh, in a barbed wire death match in FMW. <laughs> God, it was a suplex into a into the exploding barber. I literally leaped out of my chair when I was watching this. I was like, "Holy shit!" I don't know which which wrestler is who, but the smaller one running That's to do the ropes, yeah, uh, and then stopping and be like, "Oh, let me go back." 
<laughs> I, I love it's just a small thing it's small a detail because of the the aesthetics of the match but it's just yeah. like i love stuff that, like that. that they did that a lot that's what the early going was it was like just trying to like mm-hmm. that's always not, the early going not get blown matches. up <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it like it, again it's not something that's usually in my but i feel like it's the most unique match that i watched this week yeah and no, that's fair. I like. I love it. I'm gonna. I put that on my save to watch later. So I'll watch that. Sometime. It was either that or uh, I watched another Joshi match where um, I watched Bull Nakano get beaten to shit with a kendo stick and no sell it, and nice. then just grabbed one and smashed Aja Kong in the head with it. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, and uh, follow me. Uh, that's got your wrestling tour. All right, bye. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryan IC. Follow Scott E Wrestling on Twitter, of course. Follow the whole network at Countout Pod. If you're watching this, follow at Countout Pod on Twitter on X. Uh, we are on a bunch of other socials, by the way, too. Facebook, Instagram, Blue Sky Threads. We're all on there. YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to Ring Post Radio. Uh, not really. Sorry, subscribe to Countout Network to get Ring Post Radio every Sunday. Make sure you watch that every week. Plus. With all of our stuff, you'll be able to subscribe various places like YouTube or Google. Well, I don't think Google Play actually exists anymore, but iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to get all the podcasts, uh, the audio version of Ring Post Radio. If you missed it, you can listen to just the audio. Um, you can listen to uh, Stardom Road, which I believe will have a new other episode next week. Is that confirmed, Scotty? Uh, yep. We are going uh, Tuesday. We'll be out with a beginner's guide for stardom 2024 perfect uh, they'll also be up on the youtube channel spoiler alert, yuzuki joined stars after we recorded it so <laughs> the one little mess up but it's not that big of a deal otherwise we broke down factions we broke down stories rivalries major shows major tournaments matches to see and where to go so hopefully that helps anyone trying to jump in with stardom fully agree with that that's a good episode to start off the year with so go make sure you subscribe to stardom road wherever you get podcasted like that along with your dose of death ring post radio akata shorts our new japan show um my match of the week again is no old one my match of the weeks have sort of turned into my backlog and started recommending matches from my backlog uh that i've watched the best match i watched this past week scotty uh did not get to the four plus star requirement that you needed uh to really get invested in this uh bit but it was still very good and it still might get get you interested it was dr death steve williams and terry gordy uh tag team wrestling against the steiner brothers on wcw uh it was really good oh a thumbs down from scotty thumbs down from scotty not interested in seeing you told me it wasn't good enough I said it was three and a half. You can't really tell me it wasn't good enough and then be like, oh, yeah, you'll love this. It was really good. I would recommend it. Not a four-star match. That's not a great match, but it's still a really good tag match on a random WCW Worldwide and what is this, 1992? Hmm? I said WCW. Sorry. Perfect. Uh, well, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Um, I Remember, believe- everyone, headbutts are bad. Violence is bad. So bad, it worth a quarter star worse. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. 
This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.